MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, February 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, new details were released in the killing of a Temple University police officer on Saturday night in North Philadelphia. Officer Christopher Fitzgerald was shot in the 1700 block of Montgomery Avenue shortly after 7 p.m. A suspect, 18-year-old Miles Pfeffer, was arrested at 6 a.m. Sunday at his family home in Buckingham Township. According to court documents, Pfeffer's mother picked him up at 29th Street and Ridge Avenue near the location where the carjacked vehicle was found and drove him back to Buckingham Township. Uh, the documents did not specify whether Pfeffer's mother had any knowledge about what happened when she picked him up. Court documents also show that one of the two teens with Pfeffer that evening was his brother. In those documents, police say both Pfeffer's brother and the other teen were able, able to identify Miles uh, after watching video footage of the incident. An arrest warrant for Pfeffer was approved based on that information. A team of officers from multiple local and federal agencies executed a search warrant at 6 a.m. Sunday on Quarry Road in Buckingham Township and took Pfeffer into custody. Uh, Pfeffer waived his rights and the information he provided uh, provided them led to the charges of murder, murder of a law enforcement officer, possession of an instrument of crime and disarming a law enforcement officer. The weapon used in the shooting has not been recovered. Sources say that Pfeffer may have melted the gun. Investigators could be seen sifting through a fire pit on the Bucks County property. According to FOP Lodge Number 5, a viewing for Officer Fitzgerald will be held today from 5.30 until 9 p.m. at the John F. Givnish funeral home on Academy Road. There will be a second viewing on Friday morning from 8 a.m. to 11.30 at the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia. The funeral service will be held immediately after the viewing. Eight people are being charged after the takedown of a gun trafficking ring. Law enforcement officials in Pennsylvania announced on Wednesday some of the dozens of weapons that were recovered were on display during a news conference in Norristown on Wednesday. Acting Attorney General Michelle Henry and the district attorneys from several counties announced the details of the arrest. Eight defendants, who are all from Philadelphia, are accused of buying the guns to sell them illegally. Of the 94 firearms bought as straw purchases, 29 of them have since been recovered. Henry said many of the guns they purchased in Pennsylvania traveled outside side of the state. The sus range in age from 22 years old to 40 years old. A flyer promoting an after-school satanic group is stirring up a lot of controversy in the Lehigh Valley after the Saucon Valley School District agreed to allow the group to use its middle school to host the after-school meetings for students ages 5 to 12. June Everett, the national campaign director for the after-school Satan Club, said the club only goes into a school where a parent has requested its presence. It usually comes after their kiddo has seen us uh, been sent home a, a flyer for the Good News Club flyer, said Everett. A Good News Club is another after-school program at Saucon Valley Middle School that's sponsored by a local uh, church that discusses the Bible. Don't they have a Satanic Glee Club as well? <laughs> Everett said the after-school uh, Satan Club's presence in schools is about inclusion. We are members of the Satanic Temple. Uh, do not believe in or worship the devil, said Everett. We don't tell them Satan is a good guy and God is not real. We don't teach about our actual beliefs in the club. She says the club teaches children about compassion and creative thinking. It's the name and the image on the flyer that's creating concern. I suggest a PR reboot then. If that yeah. happens to be yeah. actually what they're all about, uh-huh. you might want to change Satan is your figure. You know who did it right? 
satanic cross country. <laughs> satanic <laughs> cross country. That, that, they, those guys are great. And okay. They to handle it right and get the word out. Okay. That they don't support Satan. Yeah, maybe re yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little reimagine. Satanic yeah. Let's think outside the box. Yeah. Like, you know, listen. Also, there are a number of schools and, and institutions out there that have a devil as their mascot. You know? <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's a good point. The New Jersey <laughs> Devils. Yeah. But listen, this is the, the reason this is their, you know, their image is because this is what they're trying to do. They they yeah. want this shock value to sure. say if you're going to talk about the Bible at an yeah. after right, school program, we're going to come in here and you know talk about being compassionate, but our image is going to be a devil. We're going to call it the Satan. Well, the devil right. actually shows up for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're expecting it. So funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to shake things up, and then the boss shows up. Yeah. Salkin Valley School District Superintendent released a statement. Religious groups are among those the district has allowed to rent our facilities over the years. By law, the district cannot discriminate among groups wishing to use the SVSD facilities. The after-school Satan Club received some local interest and some threats. The school district closed uh, school Wednesday because of a reported threat, but the district will not confirm if those threats are tied to the controversy surrounding this group. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Sixers return from the All-Star break with a game at home tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Before the break, the Sixers won four games in a row and are in third place in the Eastern Conference, three games behind the Boston Celtics for first. Tip-off for tonight's game is at 7.30. The Flyers, who lost five of their last six games, are back home tomorrow night with a game against the Montreal Canadiens at 7 o'clock. And the U.S. women's national soccer team won the 2023 She Believes Cup with a perfect record, beating Canada, the Olympic champ, Brazil, the South American champ, and Japan. The women completed a trifecta of wins with a 2-1 victory over Brazil last night. Alex mm. Morgan scored a late first-half goal, and Mallory Swanson added a goal in the second half for seventh goal in five games this year. Japan, which beat Canada in the earlier match, was runner-up in the four-team tournament. All four, she believes, Cup teams will play in the Women's World Cup later this summer in Australia and New Zealand. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath, and welcome to Thursday Morning President Steve's show. We are set with some Bruce Springsteen tickets to give away that's right, this yes. morning yet again. Yes, it happens. Around 8 o'clock, uh, we will ask you to call in and identify the four songs that were played in the very specific hours yesterday that we have, of course, posted on WMMR.com. Gave away a pair of tickets yesterday, ready to do it again. This summer, Bruce headed to town for two shows at Citizens Bank Park, and you could be there. And listen, if you missed out yesterday, you got today, too. All right, so listen at, uh, and I believe the times are 9, 2, uh, hang on, I got a my little cheat seat here. Nine, two, five, and eight. Uh, and then you tune in tomorrow morning around eight o'clock, and uh, we'll have your chance to win. But hopefully, you paid attention yesterday. Tickets go on sale. Uh, by the way, next Tuesday at 10 a.m. So we're getting you these tickets before they even go on sale. It's a wonderful thing. They're going to be sold this year through uh, Phillies or this time around through phillies.com slash Springsteen because it's at Citizens Bank Park. That's how they do it. So uh, we will have that coming up at 8 o'clock and uh, just also preparation for Cardboard Classic, which is a week from tomorrow. Uh, we are headed to Montage Mountain. Yeah, the oh, weather looks what, like it's going to be what conducive, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, good. I, I think we're going to have no problem. Yes. I, I think that uh, just because we're going to have this bizarre spring-like flare-up today, 
uh, next week is going to be fantastic. And Montage Mountain, it's a new spot for us. It's back. And we're ready for this event. And if you haven't made plans yet and you want to do a last-second trip up there, just come on up, man. we got room for everybody. We found out they have yurts. They have yurts. Yurts. I didn't even know what that was. And now we found out what they are. It's yeah. a cool tent thing. Yeah, with the heat thing and, and fire that. and all of that. So, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, details, WMMR.com. You can even uh, text word cardboard to 39333 and we'll send in the details. Uh, as far as guests go, our buddy Jeff Devlin, uh, who is a good friend of the program, will be joining us. He's uh, a, a carpenter extraordinaire. Yes. He's a home remodeler, builder, and uh, he'll be involved in the Home and Garden Show, which is going on. Uh, this weekend, or the great, uh, it's actually the Philly Home and Garden Show, specifically is the name of it. It's this weekend at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oak. So, uh, Jeff's always a great conversation. Love it. Yeah. Uh, we'll have him in this morning and uh, we'll just, you know, give stuff away and hang out and have a good time. It's kind of what we do here on the program. Rocking in a roll. And whatnot. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, get a stupid question and some entertainment reports for you. So, hang in there. We will be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to give something away with a stupid question. We have a pair of tickets for the Second City Swipes Right. It's a show uh, coming up at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. It's a comedy show. And this will be on uh, March 10th and 11th, so I'm not sure which one of these we're going to get to, but you get to go to one of the shows. We'll figure it out down the road. Question I have for you this morning. Uh, Steve, you'll love this. All right. In what movie did Dave Chappelle play a character called Conspiracy Brother? <laughs> yeah. 215. One of my two, favorites. 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. In what movie did Dave Chappelle play a character called Conspiracy Brother? Two one five two six three WMMR the number. We're going to mention some birthdays today on the twenty third day of February. We will begin with uh, Patricia Richardson. She played Jill Taylor on Home Improvement. I thought she was uh, Milfy. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah. yeah, we had her here, right in the studio. Uh, I'm I not sure. Think she was doing something. I know we had David County. Castino. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Did we have Patricia Richardson? We did. We did. Yeah. She, okay. she was doing a show at the Bucks County Playhouse. I, and I think you might have brought that up to her about her Milfiness. Uh, I always had a thing. For yeah, her. yeah, yeah. But sure, they had a good relationship on that show. She's seventy two today. Uh, 
Dakota Fanning is, wow, she's 29 years old. She's right on the edge of 30. I remember when she was a kid in, like, War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and all of that. Uh, and then the Twilight movies. Yeah, she's gone on to do some really cool stuff. Steve, including your all-time favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time. Yes, yeah. She plays Squeaky, the, right? She does, yeah. yeah. Uh, runway, the, the Runaway, she's great in that. Uh, she's 29 today. Wow. Uh, Brad Whitford, rhythm guitarist for Aerosmith. You just don't hear of somebody who's a rhythm guitarist anymore. How many bands do have rhythm guitarists? That was yeah. a position for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, like, um, I guess, like, like uh, Is it Jam. just that no one had the heart to fire him? Pearl Jam, you're right. Yeah, Stone yeah. Gossard is the rhythm guitarist for Pearl Jam. All right. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon would have been considered, like, a rhythm guitarist while... Uh, That's what I did. Yeah, well, uh, um... Uh, Good Lord, oh God, George. George, George would have been lead guitarist. I so. can tell you all the members. Uh, thank you, John. I'm happy that you <laughs> have been. Well, knowledge. you got uh, Ringo, <laughs> you got Paul, yeah, you got George, yeah. and then you got me, and then there was that uh, fifth Beatle, Regis Philbin. Regis had no idea. Well, Brad Whitford turned 71 years old today. Uh, another musician uh, that I love celebrates his birthday today, and that is Mr. Howard Jones. Oh. So, so many good songs from the 1980s. One of the best experiences seeing a live performance pressed, and he did, like, it was just, I don't know what why he did this, but he basically played in a diner. So it was kind of like a, one of those novelty shows. Mm-hmm. And wow. so there was maybe 50 people that got to go. And I got, I was there, and it was just a great concert. And he, of course, he plays everything himself anyway. Yeah, yeah, self-contained. That's, yes, yeah. Oh, this is a great song. What is love? Great song. I mean, there's there's a, there's a whole stream of songs that are, are hits and quasi hits. Yeah, no one is to blame. Was a big one for yeah. him. Things can only get better. So many good songs. That puts me in a good mood. Things can only get better. Uh, I love yes. that song. Oh my god! Instant. I'm I'm feeling better when I listen to that song. Yeah. Uh, so he is uh, 68 years old today. Uh, the lovely Kristen Davis from lovely girl. Sex in the City. Uh, she turns 58 years old today. Just watched an episode of Friends where she was a uh, sort of the um, glomming on girlfriend or one night stand for Joey. Oh, and yeah? So she, she had to be like, she looked like she was in her early 20s. Wow. She was a Seinfeld girlfriend, uh, girlfriend for one episode, too. She seemed to be the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> the it girlfriend. Uh, so 58 today for her. Uh, actress Kelly McDonald, Scottish actress. Uh, train spotting, no country for old men. She was the voice of uh, Merida in uh, Brave. Yes, and oh, I like okay. that movie. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. It's the longest one. It was like, like a two-hour episode. Oh yeah, and she plays a detective. Yeah, uh, and it's with the uh, uh, the the bees, the 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 uh, robot bees. Yeah, and they go with the nose and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh. I, I remember sort of seeing it, but I don't. I have to. I'll have to go back and, and watch that one. It's a good one. one. Yeah, 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 it's, it's yeah, a it's, disturbing one too. It's like a two-parter. It's, Is it? it's got two almost separate stories to it, but it's it's a long one. Maybe I, really, I didn't watch the second part. I love that. She kind of looks like she's not the wife in uh, Designated Survivor. Is she? No. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a different Scottish actress, right? No, that's the gal from uh, Truman Show. That's it. Yeah, from uh, you she's, remember to, from Fiji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's not. not she's not okay. I don't Is think she American. So. Ah, whatever. Well, you know ah, what the hell? Let's break you off into groups yeah, uh, yeah. when we get into commercials. We'll throw it over to our research department. Okay, and cool. I've forgotten that actress's name. Uh, but Kelly McDonald uh, turns forty-seven years old today. Oh yeah, she's uh, Helena Ravenclaw in the last Harry Potter movie. Oh wow! Yeah, she's uh, she helps Harry find the diadem. I didn't know that was her. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't really see all of her. She's she's a ghost essentially the whole uh, time. 
What? Uh, so um, Kelly McDonald is? Yes, that's wow. her birthday today, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also have uh, the very wonderful, beautiful, talented Emily Blunt. Uh, lately, Edge of Tomorrow's been running. It had on, uh, uh, it's, on it's, it's one a good of the movie. channels. Yeah, well, it's actually one of those came out of nowhere. And uh, I love that movie. I had zero interest yeah, in seeing it. Yeah, huh? None at all. It was like, yeah, it's a Tom Cruise alien movie, blah, 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 whatever. Great movie. There are two movies, that and Oblivion. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. Uh, and then you love it. She's wonderful in that. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. A whole bunch of really good stuff. She turns 40 years old today. Who is she married to? She's John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Oh, and they've God. both been That's mentioned right. as possible cast members of the Fantastic Four movie. Okay. And, of course, they were in, uh, what was the... A Quiet Place. A Quiet, Quiet Place. Right? Yep. Yeah, and A Quiet yeah. Place Part 2. That's true. Did you see the second one? Yeah. It was even quieter. It was yeah. quieter. <laughs> the Quiet yeah. Place, too quiet. Quieter, you're too quiet. Too quiet. Too quiet, too quieter. Yeah. Uh, Aziz Ansari has his birthday today. Also celebrating oh. uh, 40th birthday. So he and Emily Blunt, born on the exact same day. Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> One more time, please. Yeah. You, Larry. <laughs> that? Which one's that from? That is from "I Love You, Man." Yeah, yeah. when they're fencing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aziz is forty today. Uh, Josh Gad. There you go. Much cooler I'll be in are both so intense, put them together, it just makes sense. And now the word is they're doing a third, right? Yeah, yeah, they're going to do a third Frozen. Uh, also, a few other uh, great movies in, in stage shows. You know what movie's guilty pleasure that he's in? is P- Pixels. Pixels. Yeah. yeah, Pixels is fun. I know it got beat up and yeah. pan. I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is uh, 42 years old today. He did a cool thing during uh, the early part of the pandemic where he had these reunion podcasts with casts of different pop culture movies. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he's 42 years old today. Uh, Nicey Nash, she's been here before with uh, Reno 911. Yeah, now she's on this um, rookie, FBI rookie series. Uh, Might as well be a science fiction. It's so ridiculous. But she's great. Uh, She's 53 today. Uh, And then the last birthday I saw is uh, actress Amelia Jones. Uh, she's, She's the lead in the movie Coda. Oh, God, she's so good. I just showed that. Carter had never seen it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And over the weekend, and it was, like, late, too. It was, like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm like, you ever seen Cody? He's like, no. I'm like, bang. I put it on. Sit down. And I watched about half of it, and he stayed up and watched the rest of it. What a brilliant movie. If you've resisted it or you don't think it's going to be your thing, it will be your thing. Yep. And, how, uh, Nick, can you go back one screen? I, I didn't told she was. Oh, yes. Um, and I also looked up the girl that Casey was talking about, the actress, and her name is Natasha McElhone. Ah. And Amelia Jones is 21. All right. 21. Yeah. Well, uh, Natasha McElhone, she was in, uh, she was in Truman, Truman Show, Show and right. uh, Ronan, and it kind of looks like Kelly McDonald. All right. Let's see if we can answer the stupid question. What movie did Dave Chappelle play a character called Conspiracy Brother? And we will go to Ryan, see if we can get the answer. Ryan, good morning, sir. Good morning. All right, Ryan, in what movie did Dave Chappelle play uh, Conspiracy Brother? That would be Undercover Brother. You are correct, sir. One of my faves. Great movie. Yeah. Ryan, hang on. We're going to say you open a pair of tickets to the Second City Swipes Rights, an incomplete guide to the ultimate date night presented by Kimmel Cultural Kepis, March 10th and 11th, and as a cast comedians covering everything that turns us on and off about love. 
Tickets and information at KimmelCulturalCampus.org, by the way. Well, Paris Hilton is ready to share her son's name oh my with God. the world. Wait, how, how, when was he born? January 24th. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to reveal the name of Paris Hilton's child. And don't hold your breath. It's going to take a little while oh. before I get to it in this story. Oh. <laughs> it's going to take a while. The 42-year-old entrepreneur revealed in an Instagram post that she had welcomed her first child with husband Carter Reem, And she also confirmed at the time that their baby was born via surrogate. But she did not share his name. Almost a month later, she decided to announce her newborn's name on the This Is Paris podcast. Oh, of course. And explain the special family. And she said, I've been planning my children's names for years and years. I think most people do. She said, I knew when I was a little girl that I always wanted to have a daughter one day named London because London is one of my favorite cities in the world. Although she considered London working for either a boy or a girl, she said she wanted to find another name that would fit her son perfectly. She scoured maps for <clears throat> city, oh, oh state, God. or country. Like Magellan. That stood out to her so that she could continue the theme and give her son a worldly moniker as well. Well, over a decade ago, she finally found the name that she had been searching for. Wait, London's in England? Uh, she said it's... Uh, no, we still got a little oh, okay. All right. She said it's... <laughs> <laughs> God, this is... I needed to fill. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 entertainment yeah, yeah. Right. She said, it's so unique. I love that it's not only a city. Oh, oh my God. But, also, right. but also has other meanings that are just beautiful. Okay. Oh, start thinking about this. Okay, okay. She said, no, not no, yet. Okay. She right, said, right, I really... Right. Be- <laughs> I'm ready. Go back. I'm on the button. She said, I really believe that names have power, and we wanted to name our baby boy... Uh, one that was uniquely remarkable. Q drum roll. Okay, here we go. Okay. Is it Constantinople? Uh, it is not Constantinople. Good guess. It's Istanbul. Oh, which was Constantinople. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, she then listed a few clues to help listeners guess the mysterious oh, oh, oh. name. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So it's going to have a heart attack here. It stands for hope, rebirth, and transformation. All right. Newark. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good name, though. That was a good name. I like that. Jersey City. <laughs> I didn't know that stood for rebirth. Oh. His middle name is Jersey yeah, yeah, City. Yeah. Yeah. This better be good. All right, this one will give it away. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. A, a clue. Wait, Q drum roll. She said, <laughs> she, said, she said, a clue is in the title, and Nick will get this, all right. Oh. Of the fifth Harry Potter book. Oh, all right. Uh, yes, now I know. And, it, and it's a city. <laughs> Azkaban. That's a prison. Uh, it's really. also the name of a city in the U.S. Saucer Stone. <laughs> and the city that is where the Super Bowl was oh. just held this year. Oh, oh what was that? Hold oh, on. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh. Hang on. Here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> there you go. Phoenix rising from the ashes. Yes. For like ah. rebirth, transformation, hope, power. That's Harry it. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. City. Phoenix. Super Bowl. Desert. River oh. Phoenix. All that stuff. Yeah. So guy died outside of the Viper Club. Yeah. So she revealed that her son's full name is actually Phoenix Baron Hilton Reem. Uh, his middle name is a tribute to the socialite's late grandfather, businessman Baron Hilton. Yes. So that's the family part. All of right. Name. Okay. 
It took a long time, but now we know. It did. It was fun, right? Do you like the name Phoenix, or would you go with London or Phoenix? Man, I like them. Those are actually both really good names. How about Bluebell? I do like them both. Bluebell. (laughs) (laughs) Harleysville. Harleysville. Just places that I've lived. Harleysville Elliot? Um, No, I I think London and Phoenix are both cool names. Remember we had the little girl calling the other day with Brooklyn? I love that. That's a cool name. Uh, There are a few. What could be a name... Around here, of, of one of the one of the sound cities, towns around here. I like the name Chester. Chester's Chester a very benign a name. name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So actually, when we were uh, yeah, when we were going to get our dog Chelsea, female, mm-hmm. uh, that's the name that Claire wanted for the dog. It is okay. a it's an automatically likable name. We're missing an obvious one, Concha Hawkins. Concha Hawkins. Well, I was, I, I was yeah. trying on. to think yeah. of like how Concha Hawkins. Yeah. Could you call him like oh. Conchi? Yeah, yeah. Conchi. Come here, yeah. Conchi. Coochie. That's a good dog name, I guess. <laughs> that it is. Yeah. Conchie is a great yeah. dog's yeah. name. That is a wonderful yeah. dog's name. So Ridley, I think, is a good name. And Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's Ridley around here. Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about Any- Ogons? Ogons. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ooh, a good middle name. I got it. Yeah. Muck and Pates. Muck and Pates. Staring us in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Muck and Pates Smith. Muck and Pates is a good middle name. It's yeah. too many Muck syllables. Muck and Pates yeah. has character. Yeah. Oh. It's like you name a child that because you know they're going to have to fight through life. Yeah. And it'll wow. give them strength and character. Yeah. What's right. your name again, son? Muck and Pates. <laughs> well, Wayne is a first name. Yeah. Uh, Wallingford yeah, is like if somebody's snooty. Yeah. Radner? Wallingford. Yeah. Mm, this is wow. my son, Wallingford Swarthmore. <laughs> Radner could be a name. This That's... is my, uh, yeah, Mount Airy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, media could actually be an odd, oh, like, yeah. celebrity kid's name. Fraser you know? is a name. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Right. I'm just looking at the map and seeing if there are actually, like, any other. Delaware River? Delaware River. Elliot, Exton. <laughs> I was thinking media Elliot. That's what How I about thoroughfares? Yeah. 476 I, Elliot. Let's come back to this. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's circle back. I'm enjoying upper, this. Upper chai. By the way, Jen Fred and her uh, camera guy, Jared, are listening in their uh-huh. truck, and he guessed uh, Constantinople as well. <laughs> she said he guessed two minutes ago, uh, which was 17 minutes into this damn story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jen. We love you. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, you'll find this very interesting. Shelley Duvall. Yes. Of course, in The Shining, played Wendy. Yeah, she's been on, uh, she's not been doing too well. Well, actually, no, she's back in the spotlight oh, after good. 20 years away from acting and has not given up on the dream of winning an Academy Award. Has she joined the Olympic uh, gymnastic team? She has not done that. <laughs> in an interview with People published on, she was in People Magazine on Wednesday, uh, the 73-year-old actress uh, who stars in the upcoming indie horror called The Forest Hills Explained that she hopes to take part in many more projects with one goal in mind. She said, Jessica Tandy won an Oscar when she was 80. Yeah. I can still win. Uh, good for her. I, I've always liked her. I've always thought she was a, a, a great actress. But um, video that had been circulating a while ago indicated that she might have gone off the rails. So yeah. good to hear she's okay now. I, I think she's course correcting. So not even her iconic portrayal of Wendy Torrance, though, in the 1980 film adaptation of Stephen King's novel scored Duvall an Oscar nomination. She, However, she has been nominated for two primetime Emmys, a uh, British Academy Film Award and uh, Women Films Critics Circle Award as well. She tributes her father, Concha Hawken Duvall, with putting <laughs> on the right <laughs> Uh She has earned three major honors throughout her career, Best Actress Awards from the Cannes Film Festival and the Los Angeles Film Critics Association in 1977, as well as Peabody Award in 1984. So she announced her retirement from acting in 2002 after starring in Manna from Heaven. Uh, She explained to people that one of her brothers was diagnosed with spinal cancer in 2002, 
And acting roles began to dry out when she decided to move back to Texas where she was raised. She said, it's the longest sabbatical I ever took, uh, but it was for really important reasons to get in touch with my family again. Um, she can. Uh, she said that The Shining continued to take a toll on her well-being outside of Hollywood. She revealed her mental health struggles. In 2016, she went on the Dr. Phil show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm very sick. I need help. Uh, in 20- I remember that. In 2021, uh, she told The Hollywood Reporter that having to cry on set nearly every day during the 56-week shoot affected her. 50, they, they shot that for what? 56 Ooh. weeks. Stanley Kubrick. I know. So so he's just in 60, 70 uh, takes on, on uh, meticulous. The thing was, you could tell, if you go and look at documentary footage of The Making of The Shining, you can tell she's going through stuff. Now, they're all there in this isolated shoot, mm-hmm. and they're through all this crap, and, and Kubrick was fastidious... But you, you could see she was, uh, now you can see it, but mm. maybe in the moment you couldn't see that she was falling apart. So she said having to cry on set every day was was hell on her. She said, after a while, your body rebels. Uh, it says, stop doing this to me. I don't want to cry every day. And sometimes just that thought alone would make me cry. Uh, to wake up on a Monday morning so early and realize that you had to cry all day because it was scheduled, uh, I would just start crying, she said. Uh, in that same uh, conversation that she had with the Hollywood Reporter, she also criticized Dr. Phil uh, for taking advantage of her mental state at the time. She said, I found out the kind of person he is the hard way. I think, though, Dr. Phil had a good response to that. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, <laughs> and a rabbit. He suggested that if she were to get pet, oh. maybe yeah, that it would be, be nice better companion. for her. Yeah. Uh, that's Six a- gerbils. That was his. Six that, gerbils. That was his prescription. Yeah. Six gerbils. I'm sorry, doctor. Six gerbils is just not doing it for me. I need. I call my local pharmacy. They only have four gerbils. <laughs> can I take a gerbil substitute? Listen, take two gerbils in the morning. You can substitute two hamsters, but I don't want you to keep doing that. <laughs> what about gerbils. a gu- What about a guinea pig? Is that, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. Place yeah. like three take gerbils. Care of three gerbils. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> watch it though. Make sure somebody's around when you're taking it. Yeah. Uh, people reported uh, Duvall to be sharp, or earthy, a bit eccentric, and sometimes emotional as she looks back on her unique career. So I hope she's getting it together, man. Yeah. Stop and nice. think about all what goes into making an actor, a good actor. Throughout, throughout the years of Hollywood, all the stories of people, there's there's a little bit of a, of a disconnect or an eccentric aspect to people who end up being very competent. Yeah. You know, it can be. Yeah. And here, this next story is kind of a testament to that. There, there It depends on the person because Brian Cox, brilliant actor, Great. right? Yeah. Just phenomenal. And currently on succession. I'm a Cox man. Uh, I'm sure you are. But listen to this. He isn't holding back when it comes to Jeremy Strong's approach <laughs> yeah, to yeah. acting on Succession. So he plays his son uh, right. on in the show. You're, you're watching now, right? And he's a great. Yeah, I started watching it. And he's a great actor anyway. He's been in a ton of great things, Jeremy Strong. So he said in a new cover story for Town & Country, he said, uh, talking about um, his uh, Jeremy Strong's approach to acting, uh, Brian Cox said, oh, it's effing annoying. <laughs> he said, don't get me going on it. Because he's a method actor. He is a, and in state, so and a Brian method Cox, actor will stay in character. And Brian Cox doesn't really believe in that. So mm-hmm. he said, he's a very good actor. He said, and the rest of the ensemble is all okay with this, but knowing a character and what the character does is only part of the skill set. Uh, he just thinks that Strong should be able to step out of character. He said he's still that guy because he feels if he went somewhere else, he'd lose it. But he won't, is what Cox says. <laughs> Strong is talented. He's effing gifted. When you've got the gift, celebrate the gift. Go back to your trailer, have a hit of marijuana, you know? 
And this isn't the first time the Cox has expressed uh, concern about Strong's method acting. Uh, on Late Night with Seth Meyers last year, he said, I worry about what it does to him because if you can't separate yourself... Because you're dealing with all this material every day, you can't live in it. Eventually, you get worn out. So that so Christian Bale has who is uh, is method. Uh, he's tamped down on that a bit, yeah. and even he says that it's really demanding. Daniel Day Lewis, another method actor, throughout Abraham Lincoln, uh, throughout Lincoln, uh, he stayed in character. You yeah. know, so I mean, that's uh, or Austin Butler was Elvis. You know, for the whole shoot. Uh, strong address of criticism himself in British uh, GQ profile uh, published on Tuesday. He said, listen, everyone's entitled to have their feelings. I also think Brian Cox, for example, he's earned the right to say whatever the F he yeah, wants. He's right. He said, I feel a lot of love for my siblings and my father on the show. And it is like a family in the sense that, and I'm sure that they would say this too, that you don't always like the people that you love. So let me ask you. you always respect them, though, he said. You're watching the show. Uh, Cox says that he believes the show is more of a comedy. No. Uh, that he believes that they, that it is it is a, a, a bizarre It is, comedy. actually, yeah. And, I mean, and as, as, with, 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 now, I have only seen a little bit of it. Yeah. But, but the... There are undercurrents of really dramatic stuff, but there is obviously a an absurd yeah. aspect to it. I see that. So I'm only two episodes in. I'm watching it 20 minutes at a time because I'm watching while I exercise. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with that. Now, there's some messed up family right. dynamics in this show. But you got to keep in mind, Adam McKay is the uh, executive producer right, of it. Right, right. So it's got that, that dark humor yeah. In it, as would you well. say it's very similar to Home Improvement? Similar, yeah, yeah, in yeah. That, oh, uh, no. When he does that, yeah. I mean, that's a direct yeah. ripoff. No, I will and, say, and you see the top go, of Cox. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? So Cox's character, essentially, the way he says goodbye to people is f off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so that's times. how he tells you to like leave the room or that that, that conversation's yeah. over. He's like, all right, f off. There yeah. are two characters <laughs> named uh, Tom and Greg in the show, and they spend a lot of time together. And their dynamic is purely hilarious. So yeah, yeah there are a lot of really funny ones in him. All right, he's irascible. That Cox, uh, Jonathan Majors uh, from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is opening up about why he's often spotted carrying little cups around. I didn't know this. Are these diva cups? No, they are not diva cups. <laughs> they are not uh, menstrual cups. So uh, he's, yeah, a cup. He was on with uh, Stephen Colbert on Tuesday, uh, and he said, "I'm 33 years old, and I've been doing it since I left my mother's house when I was about 18." Uh, Major said that uh, he has. About four cups in rotation. Hmm. And he detailed their significance in relationship to his mother. He said, she was so terrified of the circus that I had joined, showbiz and the circus. He said, uh, she was very clear about safety. No drinking, no drugs, no sex. Every time I left the house, and this has happened my entire life, but the drinking was a thing. And she'd always say, baby, watch your cup, watch your glass. So the Creed three actor said that he carried the cups around so that he has always kept that in mind for safety. Fear being dosed? Well, but now the cups are a reminder, he said, that you are a vessel. Nobody can fill you up. Nobody can pour you out. You do that yourself. So I got it on a, on a different way. I, for years, well, if I am have a drink at a party or whatever, and I don't drink, but I mean, if it's a soda or whatever or anything, I will carry that around with me. I, I never yeah. put it down. Uh, and that, I think, is from years ago of um, 
fear of being slipped something? Or yeah. well, listen, I mean, I've been slipped something. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talked about it, it happened, and it, it wasn't until like uh, maybe a year or so afterwards where I was like. Oh, I wasn't drunk that day. And we, we talked about it because it yes. happened to me on Fat Tuesday Mars, years and years, yes, and years yeah, ago. right. And what, South Street. What yeah, really... When, when you picked a fight with the skinhead, we, we knew that it was... Yeah. What really sucked about that was the very next day on the show, for essentially the entire show, you guys, uh, it, you chose to... Because we thought I got drunk that yeah, day. We yeah, we were beating up on we you. Were, you beat up on me yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. And, and I had to, for an entire show's worth of content... Basically, take my lumps for getting so drunk. You didn't before. know either. I had zero clue. Yeah, and uh, it was it wasn't. I got home that day because I still lived at my parents' house, and my mom listens to the show. She goes, "Case, you were not drunk yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I know what drunk is because she, she was the one who dosed you. She had to pick me up. <laughs> yeah, she had to pick me up. She's like, whatever happened. Like she's like, I know what drunk looks like. You were not drunk, and I'm telling you, like I was at this bar at like noon. And then next thing I know, it's midnight. I'm in bed. I'm like, what the hell just happened mm-hmm. to me? It was, it's really, and I think it's terrifying. I, I think the dose that I took was meant for one of the girls that we were with. Okay, and, oh, that's yeah. it's even more chilling. Yeah. yeah, I always had my own cup just so I wouldn't accidentally drink someone else's yeah. drink by yeah. setting or, or wouldn't set it down because then if you pick someone else's drink up, my God, I remember a couple times a cigarette butt being in there. Holy yeah. hell! You guys have those decorative little uh-huh. cup things that go on. There. Those didn't come around till later yeah, on. But yeah. Yes, eventually. I have the rabbit. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, he carries his round for a six different... Six gerbils. <laughs> Mine has six gerbils on it. Uh, he carries his around for a different reason. He said, holding on to this is a reminder that even in the craziness happening... My self-esteem is my self-esteem. Nobody can make me. Nobody can uh, big me up, as it were, or tear me down. So it's John a, Majors is right. It's a little... <laughs> John Majors is right. ...representative of uh, what his mother taught him. He has know. come out of nowhere, though. Has he not? Like, yeah. What series was he know. on where he got all Love, the attention? Lovecraft. Lovecraft, maybe. which I have got to watch. People have raved about this show. Yeah. And he was kind of exploded out of nowhere. He's a really good Kang. I mean, he's terrific. He's the best uh, villain since Thanos. And, uh, and he's in... Creed three, where he looks like he's shredded in that movie. Like he's a, he's a really good actor. I think he is the best actor in the last uh, or the current Ant Man movie. Uh, I agree. I like his delivery. Yeah, uh, how, the, he has a way, a manner of speaking that's really commanding, really cool. Uh, let's see. I got a couple other quick things here for you. Look at all you do. So such hard work when it comes to you. you so many sources from around the world, around the world, and give us insight spanning the globe, spanning the globe, like the wide, it, wide world of sports. They come in overnight. Like, are you on the wire? They're like three in the morning. He actually has a ham radio. Okay, and he will get from far flung parts of the world. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And he has to decide. He has to edit on the spot. <laughs> Listen, if I can't. If I can't communicate over the curvature of the earth, uh, yeah. geeking, we're missing out. Geeking for Preston. Giver, Hilton is at least the name of our song. All right. Well, I found this out. Thank you, Tang. On the uh, on the on the the airwaves last night. Uh, David Harbour is ready to say goodbye to Stranger Things. Hey, he's ready now? He's ready now. Yeah, he said, uh, what's funny <laughs> is when I started the show, I never, ever wanted it to end. He said, that's why I love the show. Um, he was uh, t- doing an interview with Discussing Film, and he said, uh, I think it's a great show, even if I wasn't in it. 
And now we're almost nine years from uh, filming the first season, and I think it's time for it to end. But it is, of course, he said, very bittersweet. He said, "There's a a, a little bit of a, there's a bit of a sadness." There. We had him in here. Oh man! Uh, mm. And he was one of our favorite guests. We'd oh. love to get him in again. God, he was um, great. He, his character has progressed. So much. Remember, he was sort of a like a quasi pill popping. Yeah, you know, he was just he was just punching a clock. Yep. And now he's his character's evolved into a badass. Essentially, uh, it's just it's just incredible to watch it. Caroline and I started watching season four again this week. How many times have you watched this season? I've watched every season three times through. I I, I just love it. Uh, God bless you. I, though I, I will I'll be You'll like, watch a movie over and over. Exactly. Yeah, I'll watch okay. a movie 50, 60 times <laughs> and yet somehow I have an issue not an issue. I'm like I don't know if I could do that. Go back and, and watch the first episode of a series you really liked and I'll bet you can fall right Small back Wonder. into it. Small Wonder. Yeah. Why not? That whole That's, thing. The origin story. Years. <laughs> Uh, but I love it, uh, and uh, I'm excited for and and you know what? And even as much as we love it, I'm I'm ready. I think it, it's time for it to come it, to a close. It should. You, you, now, what you don't want is the misstep season that sort of sullies what came before. I think they're going to wrap right. it up right. And also, you have everyone looks like they're you know fifty yeah. now. Yeah. But the Duffer Brothers can do something else. Yeah. And and maybe stay in this realm, and I'll be happy. But but I just oh, God, love, yeah because that that that. Late 1980s. That was my era. As just you know, as in my, uh, I was the age of those characters then, so I totally relate to it. All right, and then one other thing, and we will wrap up. And uh, I can't leave out a, uh, a Kardashian story Hi. today. Oh yeah, we're in the Jenner sphere because this is Kylie Jenner. Welcome to the Jenner sphere, a self-sustaining globe, <laughs> orbit Saturn, providing sunshine and food, nourishment and education to thousands who chose to go on this journey with me a decade ago. Captain Caitlin, by the way. <laughs> Using dilithium crystals mined from the mines of Bort, which also happens to be where E.T. summers. Wow. Right? Well, I mean, there would be celebrity tie-ins, I'm sure. Now, the story. Uh, Kylie Jenner graced the cover of the latest issue of Vanity Fair Italy sharing uh, which of her four sisters is her favorite. Well, this is... Uh, I only read Vanity Fair Italy. Of course. Because I find it's the most insightful, <laughs> and it's the most hard to understand because I don't speak Italian. So she said, my favorite changes over time, and right now, it's... It? You want to know? Drum roll, please. Oh, okay. oh, oh sorry, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right it now, Phoenix? it's Phoenix. <laughs> uh, no, right now, she says, it's Kim. Oh! <laughs> You're my favorite cat. <laughs> <laughs> Kim has changed. She said Kim has changed so much recently. Do you? Well, you have just the you have step siblings, and you have yes. I have my sibling. I have my sister, right. and then I have a uh, brother and sister stepsister. So, uh, brother. I think it's natural to to have a favorite. Well, also... You have somebody you're closer to. Yeah. Maybe, you I mean, know? but I don't think that means that you like the other person, you know, no. the other people. You just happen to jibe a little bit better occasionally with different members of the family, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you have you have two brothers, right? I do. You have a now, favorite? Well... Or, or one that you... Tom is... That you relate to I more. I spend more time with my younger brother, Tom. Uh-huh. Uh, I love my brother older brother to death, and, and, and uh, but I, I, I like I shared more time with Tom, you know? So um, I, I think I, I also sort of quasi-created him. So I, I would say, like, an, I would say my dad 
was a bigger fan of Tom than he was of me. You know, and it, but it shifts. I never, I, I would never take that as a slight. Just personalities syncing up. Better, yeah, you know, man, my brother Josh sucks so bad. Yeah, no, oh, like, he, oh, listens, like, oh, he listens every day. He, <laughs> Nick, Nick is too proud to mention it, but his brother is a full blown arsonist. Yeah, yeah. And that, like we thought. Maybe talking about it on in public yeah. would no nope. challenge you. You were talking as he was lighting a match. And Steve, every day off air, you talk about how great Adam is, and you're like, man, I, I can't. Guy, Jesus Christ! Right, but then Josh, you live in a shadow so dark. I know. <laughs> it's I mean, good. it's messed up. Kathy, I, I think you, you like Christopher more I than cannot, Jimmy. I cannot. I, I will do. not answer that I, but question. But I know you do. Here's the thing. Christopher was the baby. He's uh-huh. 11 years younger than me. So, yeah. it, you know. He changed his diapers probably like, at some totally. point. Totally. Yeah, like, you I, love him I helped parent him. No, yeah, I will more. not answer that question. <laughs> you like I love him more. You've both. seen his junk more. My brother's the same. Oh, my God. Ew. I but you. yes. <laughs> Casey, who's your favorite? Uh, I think Christopher I like more. No. Than Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's too serious, right? No. Yeah, I get it. I just have had I, more interactions with Christopher. My brother Gene is nine years older oh, than I am. Yeah, Kathy, I've I never just, met Gene. I just realized your brothers are like uh, your cats for me because I know Christopher and then the other one. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so funny because. Because Jim, my other brother, he, yeah. every time he sees you, he goes, "Guy has no idea who I am." I know. I go, "No, he knows you're my brother. He just—he's he, not good with names." He goes, "I've met him a hundred times." They also Doesn't look matter. a lot alike. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. a lot alike. Who looked so. up to you more? Who? 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 Um, who did you impress more of your? Because you're the oldest, right? Definitely wasn't Jim. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Christopher. I don't know. Okay. No, I think Christopher looked up to Jim. You know what I mean? There's yeah. two boys, and right. listen, the three of us are all very close. But who wore your hand me down? <laughs> so I don't have a favorite. Wait, how much younger is uh, Christopher than you? Eleven years younger. Oh my god, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. A big one. Casey, who's your favorite? Jody? I, I told you, uh, Christopher. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jody and I, uh, and you know, sisters and brothers did different. About Jim, but, but Jody and I have had zero. I mean, in the forty some odd years that I've been alive, zero um, confrontations. Uh, confrontations. Okay, you just never talk. No, <laughs> that's how you avoid confrontation. <laughs> no, but I mean, there was a little bit of that because uh, when I was in high school, she was in college, and then when I was in college, she was out. You know, right. so there was kind of like eight years of us not really. That's just part yeah. of the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's part of the deal. <laughs> Paul, well, just, welcome. Starting to hit the. Who's uh, your favorite beagle? <laughs> to be honest, it's Ringo. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, she had said back to uh, Kylie Jenner. Back to the Jenner fair, by the way. Oh yeah, right. Uh, Kylie has, cool, has changed so much recently. Not on a major ball. She's. This is quite a thing about him. And you say you used the lithium crystals to keep it going? That's right. Uh, she said we are very. Paul <laughs> ended up on the Jenner. I mean, I played Wembley, but this is bigger. <laughs> Cool. Is that the sonic bombs I hear in the back? Yeah. Hang on. I see. That's the way you blow asteroids out of the path of the ship. (laughs) I watch those movies. (laughs) Kim Kardashian. Okay, she said we are very connected. Uh, She is always the first sister I call when I need something. Uh, We've been been going through a lot of similar experiences lately. And as far as who she feels least connected with, uh, she said, Kendall Jenner. She said, without a doubt, Kendall. Uh, she said, you know what they say, though, opposites attract, and that's how it works with us. Well, she, she, she and Kendall have the same dad, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, 
but but the other Kardashians, the other ones, really, yeah, they were right, yeah. right. So so uh, and, and as I'm going to ask you this, Kathy, has um, Kim taken another shift in? Facial structure and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, because right, right. I've seen pictures of Kim Kardashian recently, uh, where I had to look at the name and see that if it was her. Oh, so, so, so do a little checking up and okay, and tell me right. if you think she's taken another all right. shift. All right, we got to get to the clips here, gang. Sorry, we've spent a lot of time okay. chatting. Sorry about that, Caitlin. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is known to follow the ever-changing lives of doctors in Seattle, but. What about the changing accents in mm. Seattle? In this clip, actress Camelia Luddington addresses her British accent. Ooh. Here we go. Grace was my first American accent, like, role. I still screw up, like, every single day. Now it's kind of, it's been 10 years, so I hopefully I'm a little bit better. You suck my d- and shut the f- Wow. Huh? Uh, season 19 of Grey's Anatomy returns to ABC tonight at 9 o'clock. Wow. I, uh, again, if I've seen seven minutes of that show, yeah. uh, uh, I, I just never appealed to me. Next clip. Here we go. David Harbour's character might not have any lines in the upcoming film. We have a ghost. But that challenge turned into a game. And here he talks about a particular scene with Jennifer Coolidge. There's one scene. I don't think I'm spoiling the film. It's not like Marvel here or anything. But, uh, but uh, there is a scene in the film where I uh, frighten her. And she runs screaming and jumps out a window. And you think, like, in the script, it just says, like, run screaming. Jumps out the window. I swear, they were like... We did about 15 takes, and every take, she was like, let's try it again. Good boy. Uh, we Have a Ghost is available on Netflix tomorrow. Did you see Violent Night? I yeah. did not. Oh, oh please, you got to see it. I was so happy yeah. that it was coming out, I, and I just never watched it, so I got to do that. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report this morning, gang. We have Bruce Springsteen tickets to give away in about 45 minutes or so, so we want to make sure that you are uh, attentive for that. I'll tell you to be a certain caller and then you have to give us the four songs that we played yesterday by Bruce in those uh, specific hours, which were uh, the 9 o'clock hour, 2, 5, and 8 o'clock hours. So that is coming up, and we're going to have our buddy Jeff Devlin on the program yes. as well. We're going to take a break. Wow, that was uh, very yeah. loud, very quick. Very. That was very loud. Yeah, sorry, Caitlin. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. And just, just a moment. Stay with us, please. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Weekend Planner, select the Pierre Robert Show page. Hear a song during the Workforce Blocks you like but can't name? Select recently played songs to show on your app feed. Want the MM Archives podcast on your radar? Just customize so it shows where you want it. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Uh, you know, we, we had a, a discussion. It was, um, uh, we were talking about it off air, and Steve, you had mentioned uh, the guy who played Elvis. Uh, Austin Butler. Austin Butler? Yeah. That's his name? I still have to see the movie. Oh, it's great. But we were we were talking a couple weeks back, and apparently um, Priscilla had taken him, and this was, and Lisa Marie was still alive, too, uh, had taken him into the bedroom, Elvis's bedroom oh. at Graceland. Then really, nobody gets access and that, to. And that's what we were talking about. We're like, how... Why would that be able to 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 be to go to be able to go somewhere where, like, almost nobody is 
generally allowed to go to. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm nosy as hell, and I like I want to see like I love that stuff. You go through like Elvis's underwear drawer and stuff like I that. Would yeah. Eat it. Yeah, eat it. But you know, when you go into a place, what's what's Behind that door, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, we thought this would be a really interesting discussion to see if there are people listening that may have at one time or another been allowed into somewhere like extremely exclusive, like a place that almost nobody ever gets to go to, um, and uh, and share that two one five two six three WMMR is the number. I'm trying to think of places. I, that I've had have been. when my brother was in the Secret Service. He got this yeah. is during um, the the Clinton years. Got me um, in the residence. Got me into the the um, the the center, the Secret Service um, command center. Okay, um, and uh, I was there. I forget who else was was with me. My my dad was there as well. Uh, but it was it was cool to see they had the the heavy overcoat that the president wears that has that time I guess had Kevlar or whatever. Right. They're probably something newer now. But to see that was pretty cool. But we were like, okay, you know. But it's like, oh man, this is this is wild to mm-hmm. see it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. We all went to the White House. I mean, I know that there are you know some people that get to go in. It wasn't like super exclusive, but it was pretty exclusive to go through and see part of the area where you know aren't on a normal tour. Yeah, like if you got into the Lincoln bedroom, right? Or you know, or the or the the, the president's bedroom, the, the 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 residence. That's pretty damn exclusive. Well, we if you sh- watch the fir- if you watch the president, if you were able to watch the president and the first lady. Have sex. Oh, stop it! Through an opening in a painting. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to hear. Yeah, because you know there's there's yeah. somewhere that the eyes you remove the Who's eyes. Who's your and, daddy? Who's yeah. your daddy? <laughs> right? Need yeah. to move. You know about that. Yeah. yeah. But, I was, go ahead. No, I was at, uh, at I don't know if this counts, but um, a party with um, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora once in a room uh, at the top of a hotel that like we didn't even know existed, and yeah. we really didn't know what we were walking into. And we got there, we were like. Oh, there was like 25 people. And we were like, oh, hey. <laughs> right. And he was like, hey, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. grab a drink. I was like, oh, all right. It, it's similar. That's kind of. I, I, like, mean, I like the hidden. So I, there was a story I'd sent to you, Preston, about um, uh, about uh, air, air, airliners, commercial airliners, especially ones that make, you know, transatlantic flights or that, you know, depending on what, what the size of the of the jet is. But apparently, and I've always wondered this. In those larger galleys, there's a door that you see. And I'm always like, is, is that like a closet or what is that? Yeah. Apparently, there is a short little staircase that goes up and there are beds up there. Like It's like a for little mini apartment for them to go sleep in. And somebody I was talking to last night at our skating event um, has a family that works in the airlines and says that's absolutely true. And, and that, that's what and, and, I mean, I like, why don't we have that? You know? <laughs> well, I was looking at like some of the, the planes, like, and you know, in movies that they, where they show there's like a bar, there's a this, right, right, a, right. Like, I'm like, where are those planes? The 747s <laughs> used to have that, and you always felt like you were afraid, but, but to, to, to see, get behind a door and not, you know, and finally realize, what it oh, is. that's what's there. Yeah. Hang yeah. on, Marissa's been somewhere exclusive. She has to come in here because her microphone's not working. So. Yeah, we'll get on that. Um, yeah. A few years ago, uh, I went on a press junket for. Um, whatever the new rock show was, and they had a party at the Versace Mansion, 
which wow. was really cool. It was actually like before any of this, you know, any of the shows or anything like that. So it was just hearsay. So at the time, I didn't know you could rent the mansion. Um, but the guy I was dating and I, we kind of were like, this party's fun, but let's go explore this place. So we started kind of walking around and suddenly somebody came out of one of the bedrooms and was like, hey, hey, you, you guys want to see my room? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, swear to God, yeah. we go into the room. Was he wearing a pig mask? <laughs> It, it started to get weird. And the person, You've seen Eyes Wide Shut. The person was like, hey, why don't you guys, like, you can sit on the bed, and why don't you guys, like, pose for a photo? Oh my God. And we're sitting there, and, like, I'm, Whoa. like, with a, a, another person. So I felt yeah. more comfortable than if I was by myself. But then we're, like, you know, they're posing us in different rooms. Like, well, it will stay there, and, like, I'll move around. And, like, no, 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 look, the lighting's really good here. And we're kind of moving around to different spots. And it was a good five or ten minutes. It's like, I think we should leave oh, now. Wow. But I couldn't get over the fact that I was in this, like, Versace bedroom, so, so I kind of was, like, letting the weirdness sustain well, yeah. so, so got, I could you, enjoy the moment. You got to the party. That alone is 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 big, but then to go off in a subroom, yeah. or what's behind that door? Oh, and so apparently, like, these bedrooms, you can rent them for, like, weekend stays, but it's, like, ten or $15,000, and the person said that they treated themselves and they do this, and they didn't know that there was a party happening they on the roof. They enjoy making people feel uncomfortable. That's yeah. what they were getting kick in. out of. Like, if we were there for a few more minutes i don't know what would have happened yeah okay but then it like led to like this back where like back secret hallway and we ended up outside and had to make our way back in so we kind of saw all the little back doors and inside blowing your mind if you walked through one door and you're behind the counter at a wendy's (laughs) (laughs) no but when that show did come out um i was like oh my god i was in that room because they filmed it there yeah, Yeah, yeah it was really cool that's wild nice uh, here's a couple texts coming in. This says, uh, I worked <clears throat> at Chernobyl for three years. Whoa! And when I left the project, I got to go into and on top of the Arch, a.k.a. Shelter, over Reactor 4. Jesus. It was on par for the rest of my experience in Ukraine. That'd oh be my. pretty wild. Have you watched the series yet? No. Oh, my God. No, I didn't see uh, it. They're, they're, they're the guys behind The Last of Us. Here's one that says, don't think this will crack the list, but I went to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Baghdad and worked in Sodom's palace for a year. That'd be pretty wild. That, yes. Actually in that palace. Sure. Like, here's would be like a super duper, like nobody ever gets to go there. In the Vatican. Has anybody here ever been to the Vatican? I think you're yeah. the only one. Okay. No, I've never, I've never been. I was there, oh. yeah. Uh, so, and, and they show this in the movie Angels and Demons. Uh, like, there's where they inter all of the popes. Like there's a there's a very exclusive area that you go down into really? that's in the main cathedral. Like if you ever got to go down in there, well, like that's like super. Yes, duper. <laughs> nobody ever gets. Like to go no one gets there. to see that. Something that I would love to see apparently in the White House. And it, the joke is they were installed for for Kennedy and his his dalliances or whatever. But there there are tunnels. tunnels. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it's more for security to get the president out in in time. But I'd love to see that. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have uh, Tom on the line. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, how you guys doing today? We're oh. awesome. Uh, so we're talking about super-duper exclusive, like nobody ever gets to go in there places you've been to. Um, well, seeing I was in the uh, military for a little bit, I actually got access to a few of them. But I forget the good story is uh, the vault for the National Archives. The National Archives? The vault of the wow. National Archives. Okay, so where they actually take... The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, things like that, and they they store uh, them down in there. Yeah, it's it's mostly like old tax information, like IRS. 
<laughs> but, well, uh, well, the National Archives have been in the news lately with the documents that have gone out of the White House that apparently a whole bunch of people have in their possession. Right. So I, I assume all of that is kept in, in the National Archives uh, well, where you were, correct? Well, I'm sure there was a thousand of them, but the one I'm talking about is actually down on um, Roosevelt Boulevard. Oh, we here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, but they have, That's uh, where Larry uh, Fine's uh, tax records are kept. <laughs> From the Three Stooges? Yeah. I mean, he is a, he's, he's a treasure. Absolutely. He's a national treasure. For sure. Yeah. Well, they have like uh, Edgar Allan Poe's bankruptcy application, the first appointment letter for the president of the U.S. Mint. That's but, pretty cool. Interesting. They have yeah. Jackie dress in there, too. Nice. Who, who's who's there? Jackie O's dress. Oh. dress from the assassination that still had his blood on it. Oh my god! Yeah, they can't show it until the hundred year anniversary of the assassination. Family. That the request is they can't show it until the hundredth anniversary of the assassination. Yes, it's just so they don't commemorate the assassin. Right. I gotcha. I right. Gotcha. Right. Wow. wow. That's pretty interesting. I Thanks, Scott. That. That's kind of cool. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Brian, you had a, uh, a special occasion to go somewhere most people don't go to? When the, Well, before the Pope got into town, I was able to get into the attic of the art museum and on the roof of the art museum. Wow. Okay. That why? Yeah, we were, why? Uh, the, the Secret Service was up there getting some stuff taken care of uh, for security purposes, and I work for a company that... Does the phone wires there, and we were able to get communications for them. What, what, so, what, what's in the attic of the museum? <laughs> all sorts of coats of ar- or armor and battle axes. I kind of asked the curator because he was talking, showing us around, if I could, you know, lower one down to my truck because my truck was in the parking lot. <laughs> right the Secret Service guys were cracking up. The Art Museum guy had a cow, but it was cool. It was it was neat to see. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of stuff up there. Um, there's probably about 10 full coats of armor. Okay. And then, oh, I'd say probably about 50 or 60 axes. Okay. I don't, how, how big is it? How big is the attic? Is it, I mean, is it, is it the length of the building? No. Well, where I was, was only probably 30 feet long and about 10 feet wide. You got to think there's more than that. That building's gigantic. There's got to be more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was just one little section of it. Okay. Where do they keep your family photos? All right. Thanks, Brian. Uh, probably in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I want to go to Angela next. Hi, Angela. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. All right, Angela. Where? What exclusive spot were you in? So my sister-in-law works for Hustler Magazine, and she's a photo editor. Oh, my God. And when me and my husband went out to visit, we got to tour Larry Flint's office. You toured Larry Flint's office? Your (laughs) sister is an editor for Hustler Magazine? Yes, it is quite amazing. Um, She sends home magazines to us and autographed photos that she, you know, edited and all. It's it's pretty cool. So what's what's the current status of Hustler? Is it still published? Yeah, it is. Um, I think that they took a hit during the COVID stuff, but it is still published. Um, She's from Sacramento. My brother grew up here in uh, Philadelphia. And um, they met here, and she even did a photo shoot down at Tattooed Moms not that long ago. Well, so let me ask you, Angela. So we had Larry Flint in the uh, studio, and he had a, a wheelchair that was made of gold. Um, yeah. What, what was in uh, anything like that, anything lavish like that in his office? Yes, giant ivory elephant tusks. 
I was trying to take pictures. I got in trouble. They told me I wasn't allowed to take pictures of anything. Um, There was like a floor-to-ceiling oil canvas photo of his his wife that passed. Um, Just really cool artifacts. And it was just probably the coolest thing that I've seen in Los Angeles. (laughs) Wow. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, no, it was cool, and yeah, my husband was excited because we he left us a goodie bag of all kinds of porn. magazines and hats and t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, there's a porn goodie bag. There you go. Wow, nice. That's nice. pretty awesome. All right, thanks. Awesome. You don't get that at the National Archives, Preston. She said it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of calls coming in. Uh, this is one I'd like to do. Uh, this is uh, Andy. Hey, Andy. Good morning. Hey, this is Andy from Germantown. Hey, 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 Germantown Andy, they call you. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got into a, a VIP tour of the Vehicle Assembly Building at one of the private space companies. It's like what the NASA administrator and the top generals of Air Force and Space Force get into. Wow. Very cool. So you can see these giant X-ray machines where they're looking for like micron width cracks and engine cowlings and you can get inside the capsule it's right there these big huge windows you can look at it's pretty cool i'm a space nerd so it's awesome no it sounds awesome so how how, these x-ray machines obviously as you said they're looking for flaws in the what they're building how how big are these x-ray machines they're they're probably four times as big as a person wow Oh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They've got like shielding all around it, you know, buzzer when they're about to, to turn it on. Everybody has to get behind the shields and stuff. It's pretty. Yeah. Wow. I'd be scared. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, here's a text says uh, In the British Museum, two of my classmates and I got to read the Magna Carta. Wow. With white gloves on. So they, I guess they actually took it out of I didn't its... know the full title was Magna Carta with white gloves that's on. That's it. Yes. It's... <laughs> yeah. They got to read the whole Magna Carta. Asterix with white white gloves gloves on. No, this is so you don't get any of the oils from your skin on this old document, (laughs) which I don't even know what the hell the Magna Carta is. It it is actually a lunch list. Is it a lunch list? It's what they had for lunch back then. Magna, what do you have? Carta? Yeah. Uh, Hang on. I want to go to... There was one here. Where was it? Oh, man. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be cool to check this out. I'm going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Rock. Thanks, man. Oh. Appreciate it. All right, what exclusive spot have you been to? I got to go to Camp David. Wow. There you go. So what is that like? Uh, it's, it's really odd. Like, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. You Like, even when you are when you get through the gates at Camp David, you don't really see the, the buildings are so are spread apart. You don't really see everything. Right. Yeah, let me ask you, when I've seen pictures or d- depictions of what it's supposed to look like, it looks like it's almost like locked in time. Like it's the architecture and, and decorating, uh, interior decorating is maybe like from the 60s, 60s. or something. Yeah. From the 60s, that's precisely what it's like. Yeah. Chris, it's, uh, yeah, you said it's, it's, really in, neat. it's in the middle of nowhere. Like it, it's kind of like uh, Southern Pennsylvania, Northern Maryland, right? They don't even it's, disclose... It's in, yeah, exactly, Maryland. It's in it's in a uh, um, like a campsite area. Right. You're driving up this road. You'll pass campsite number one, campsite number two, and then you get to whatever the number it is for Camp David. That's wow. pretty crazy. I think Nick, it's on the site of the camp you went to as a kid. <laughs> oh, camp Aqua. Yeah. Uh, Chris, why were you there? I had to. Uh, I worked on their generators. Okay. All right. I had so backup generators in case power goes out. Just there for a few hours, or was it a multi-day project? Few days, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, what, what, what was president at that time, and did they they jump in and help you? 
<laughs> yeah, no, they were absolutely not there. So okay. There was no way that was happening. Wow. All right, that's pretty cool. And I assume you weren't allowed to take pictures or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, uh, there was one day I, I, I just forgot and left my phone in my pocket. And wow. it was, you know, it, this was in the early 2000s. Still, it was a camera phone. Yeah. And my uh, chaperone was like, you cannot take that out of your pocket. They see that. They're, they're, you don't want to see the amount of people that's going to show up. Wow. Hey, Barack, hand me that ratchet. ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right, now that's yeah, a yeah. Uh, that's definitely an exclusive uh, invite. Right I would love Thanks, to see Chris. that. The yeah. history of the of Camp David, the Camp David Accords, all yeah. of that. So this is not an exclusive place. At what time? At one time, it was because it was um, it was classified. Uh, but there's this resort, and I've got, I've told you guys about it. It's called the Greenbrier. Yeah, and beneath yeah. it was a bunker. For Congress, should there be some kind of an attack on the country and if they could get everybody there, it was an underground bunker. Codename Archie. Codename Archie Bunker. Yeah, that was the name of it. Uh, but uh, it, it's been declassified for years, and now you can take a tour of it. So, But if if you were able to see it at that time when it was so secretive, that would have been a really exclusive so place it's to be. sprawling, is it not? Yeah, it's big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, the, it's this huge underground place that they, that they built under the guise of that they were building a convention center building, which they did build right, right. as part of the cover, but what they did is they built this bunker underneath that, so people wouldn't, there weren't be any uh, eyebrows raised about the construction that was sure. going on, uh, and then everyone that was used on that had to sign all these non-disclosure agreements, and also, they were, it was national security. So, so, so you would, if you if you betrayed that, you were going to prison. Congress would go there, right? And they, they would have a, a good vantage point to watch all of us up on land just get incinerated yes. by nuclear war. <laughs> yes. Exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, you know what his code name was, Preston? I just found this out. Uh-uh. Project Greek Island. So if, if uh, the Secret Service came across the wires and they said Project Greek Island, it meant that all of the Congress and uh, and the president and the, you know, the uh, executive branch had to retreat to the Greenbrier. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I will go to JT next. Hey, JT, good morning. Hello, you beautiful people. Good morning. Ah, we love you. Thank you, JT. What's up? Well, back in 2001, I had just moved to L.A. I was temping, and I ended up working for a few weeks at George Carlin's production company. Oh, wow. So uh, befriended his personal assistant, and we ended up spending the weekend in his private suite at the MGM Grand. George Carlin's private suite? Yes. And wow. when, when was this, JT? Pardon? When, when was this? What what uh, time frame? Uh, it was early 2001. He had a residency there at the time. That's pretty cool. And so was there anything that um, was very George Carlin-ish about it? <laughs> well, you not really know because he never stayed there. He had his own house in Vegas. So. Oh, okay. okay. I wondered if there was like a, the seven dirty words were embroidered <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> but that was for friends of his or yeah, family yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. All right, JT, yeah. thank That's you. awesome. I want to go to one more call because this is the place... This is an exclusive place. Like, you can't buy your way into this no matter how rich and famous you are. Disney World is fastidious about this. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Hey. I want to shoot you in the head. <laughs> With the BB gun. <laughs> nice, Kevin. All right, so where have you been? Um, Cinderella's Castle. We got a week stay in Disney and then one night in Cinderella's Castle. So in that castle, yeah. up in the top, there is a suite that is yep. a very exclusive place, and you cannot pay for this. You have to be given this. And I, I've been told, taking tours there, and they said the richest people come in and they say, we will throw all this money at you, and they refuse to do it. 
So it is. Is it so? And they they'll give it to people who've gone through perhaps trauma or like, like a make a wish kind of thing, or you can win it, or just a random. So what what was that like, Kevin? It was awesome. Um, so my wife's company had a um, like a raffle with like ten thousand people, and her name was in it, and she actually won the week's day and uh, one night in Cinderella Castle. So we were staying in Disney. Um, this one day they said, okay, it was like it's Wednesday. Two handlers show up and took my wife and I and our two kids to Cinderella Castle um, and took us on any ride we wanted. So, like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to eat? We're like, we want to go here. So they took us around the back ways to get in the front of the line to meet characters, to go on rides and all like that. Um, so then when you went to Cinderella's Castle, there was a, just a door. You wouldn't even know it was there. You open the door up. There's a girl sitting at a desk and an elevator. They take your name and your ID and... Um, Open up the elevator. The elevator floor has tile on it, little mosaic tile that were actually gold pieces of, like, Cinderella's um, wow. chariot and horses, all like that. It was beautiful. Wow. Uh, you go upstairs, and it opens up. It, it's not that big, as big as you think. It may be, geez, not even a 1,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. It had, had, like, two Cinderella beds, and in the other room it had um, a pull-out couch bed. And uh, but the bathroom had mosaic tiles from ceiling the floor that lit up. Um, had a hot tub in there. And a hot tub. Was- what, what was the view like from there? Oh, it was great. Yeah. it was crazy. You could see everything. And um, what was really cool at midnight when the whole park was closed, they told us to put on our slippers and robes that they gave us. And we went out in the middle of the park, and they took photos of us. Oh, oh my God, that's so man, cool. that's they awesome. So, um, Piss wherever you want. <laughs> they, give it they let you piss wherever you want. That to be in a, to be in that sprawling amusement park. Yeah, you yeah, just yourself. yourself. That's cool. That's insane. Nice, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, there was hundreds of cleaners just running around all over the place, but it was it, it was incredible to see, and the people were just so nice to do it. And also to give you a pin to wear on oh, my special day, it says on it. Nice. Even the workers like, why is it your special day? And we're like. Oh, we're staying in Cinderella Castle. And they're like, we've never met anybody to stay there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you, Kev. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some pretty sweet things that you can experience and see that uh, that a lot of people don't get their eyes on uh, from time to time. And uh, that's one of them. I've, I've, there, you can see videos on, on YouTube of what it looks like inside there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, but to be able to go in there and stay in there is a pretty special treat. So... Um, listen, guys, we got to take a break. We could keep going. There's, There's a some lot, great stories. A lot of great phone calls, but we have to stay on time for the Bruce Springsteen. The Kremlin. <laughs> uh, the Springsteen tickets. Yeah, somebody got into the Kremlin and yeah. Moscow and, and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, interesting stories. Thank you for sharing. We do appreciate that. We do have to take a break, though. I need to quit doing that. I keep fading down the wrong fader and then hitting the button. They've they've thrown a lot at you. They have thrown a lot at me. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Bizarre File and the Bruce Springsteen tickets. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the bizarre file, I want to get our winner for the uh, the Bruce tickets. And uh, they're getting the information right now. But, Steve, this would be a good opportunity to mention your event, which is uh, yes, the tonight, Kitty right? Yes, the Kitty Cuddles tonight. Thank you, Preston. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is uh, a benefiting Max Fund, and uh, you know the charity my wife started a long time ago, and a lot of other charities pull from it. It's at the Living Room and Cricket Cafe. Awesome new place. It's been open since November. It's a great music venue, small, intimate couches. It's really nice. The basic deal is you come down, you hang out. We're going to have cats and kittens and kittens, kitties, and full mature cats, whatever you want to pet and cuddle with. There's going to be food for Harvest Seasonal Grill, nothing but cakes, open bar featuring Revivalist Spirits, Clear Rum, Dewey Beer, and Chadsford Winery, uh, Raffle. Um, the School of Rock is providing uh, music. Uh, Kittensnatchers.org is providing all the cats. We're technically sold out, but there's some extra wiggle room. So if you, you show up at the door, or you can still buy online. We'll get you in there. Again, it's an intimate place, so you're not going to have 15,000 people. You hang out. It's a really comfortable vibe, and we'd love to see you tonight. I'll be there hanging out, petting like a mofo. So kitty cuddle tonight at the Living Room and Cricket Cafe, 104 Cricket Avenue in Ardmore. And if you didn't get all that info, it is right there on WMMR.com. Very easy for you to Thank find. You, pull that and head on out tonight. All right. Uh, we have our caller on the line, number 12, and we need to see if we can give away these Bruce tickets we're looking for. Caller number 12, and I believe this is, is this Stephanie? That's it, it's Stephanie. Uh, all right, <sighs> okay. Stephanie, if you name those four songs, the tickets are yours, so do me a favor, rattle off those titles, please. Out in the Streets, Cadillac Ranch, The Rising, and Prove It All Night. She got it right! right. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Right. My mom is <laughs> Your mom is going to die? The only time she's ever happy is when she's with Bruce. Oh, that's fantastic. So I assume you're going to take her, right? I will be taking her, yes. Fantastic. All right, so you got tickets to saw, to uh, show number one. Let's okay. see Bruce and the E Street Band Wednesday, August 16th at Citizens Bank Park. So we're very happy for you and your mom, Steph. Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. See how easy that was? Yeah, man. All right. So we're going to do it again uh, today in the next hour, in the 9 o'clock hour. We will get the honor of playing the first Bruce song of the day. And then it'll happen again at 2 and 5 and 8 in those hours. Not like right at 2, 5, and 8, but in the 2 o'clock hours. There's a cheat sheet available at WMMR.com if you want a little assistance. We, we really want you to win these. Uh, so make sure that you tune in, l- listen all day long, and then tune in tomorrow morning around this time uh, to win uh, those tickets because we have more to give away. All right, time for the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, this morning it is brought to you by... Horizon Services. You can replace your old aging, heating, and cooling system with a new one from Horizon Services and have it installed as soon as the next day. Put zero down and have zero payments until 2024. 
Book fast at horizoneasybook.com. A woman in Anchorage, Alaska, was out walking her dog on their usual route like any other day when she was charged from behind and kicked in the head by a moose on Thursday. That is correct, yes. Why don't you forget the moose Yes, for a moment? This footage is amazing. Yeah, the moment was caught on video by a passing driver who shouted to warn the unsuspecting dog walker. Tracy Hansen didn't hear the shouts. Nor did she notice the large moose barreling down the path behind her and was initially confused when she was knocked to the ground. She said, I thought someone had not been paying attention and hit me with their bike or something. It, it looks so weird, too, because the moose almost present in the video is like, get out of the way. Like punches yeah, her. Yeah, get out of the way. Like it throws its front yeah, yeah. hoof out and just knocks her right in the head. Uh, she had looked up and saw the moose. But still couldn't believe that the animal had been the one that knocked her down. She and her dog, Gunner, had passed the moose earlier on their walk. The moose. Uh, knowing that the Why mo- don't you forget the moose? Knowing that the moose... For a moment. Watch had, his footage. ...had been somewhere behind me, and now here's this moose in front of me, and I'm like, what? Was that a moose? <laughs> because the, the, they have been known to stomp people to death. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, so she had may not have ever known for sure if it weren't for Kate Timmons who took the video. They ended up uh, pulling her over. Uh, the moose had barreled toward Hanson, raided his front leg, and slammed its hoof in her head. Uh, they picked her up and they got her to the hospital and everything. She needed some staples and everything. Dude, I was only running because you were following me in a car. Uh, she still has uh, some headaches and bruising, but she is slowly She's recovering fine. from that. She's fine. Don't be a pussy. Okay, all right. Uh, this is a wild story. A flying instructor died in flight after suffering a cardiac arrest, but his co-pilot, he was just joking around and only realized after landing on the runway that the man had slumped onto his shoulder and died. Uh, The pilot thought... He had to commend you on following it all the way through. He thought the instructor was pretending to be asleep as they flew a circuit above Blackpool Airport in Lancashire, England. Uh, The qualified pilot had asked the instructor to accompany him aboard the four-person Piper PA-28 for safety reasons during windy conditions. Prior to takeoff, the pair chatted normally while the pilot taxied out uh, onto the runway. And he said that the instructor's last words were, looks good, there's nothing behind you. Shortly after takeoff, the instructor's head rolled back. After the two pil- uh, uh, because the two pilots knew each other well, the co-pilot thought that his companion was just pretending to take a nap while he completed the circuit. While the plane turned around, uh, the instructor slumped over so that his head rested on the co-pilot's shoulder. But again, the pilot still thought it was a joke being played on him. He's like, get off yeah, of me. Oh hey, hey, very funny, very funny. Yeah. Uh, after landing safely. All the, right, you're asleep. With the instructor. Get away from me. Still resting on his shoulder and not responding, the pilot realized something was wrong and alerted uh, the airport emergency services who, who were unable to re- tr- revive the instructor. That's crazy. Did you just crap yourself? Mm-hmm. Way to sell it. Uh, he had uh, the instructor had close to nine thousand hours of flying experience and was said to be in good spirits before his uh, oh. final flight. But they said, uh, "How the hell?" More than likely, he suffered cardiac arrest as the aircraft was taking just off. out of the blue. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is a story I meant to get to yesterday, but uh, the head, <laughs> the head of Spain's state rail operator named uh, Renfe. That's the name of the uh, the rail company. Right. Uh, resigned on Monday after a backlash over the acquisition of commuter trains that were too large to go through some of the tunnels. Oh, that's a big OC. Uh, Spain is due to hold elections at the end of the year. Thus, the dimension blunder has sparked outrage there ever since it was first reported in the media in early February. I, I think, think we can make it. Uh, 
Isaias uh, Taboas uh, resigned on Monday. Spain's Secretary of State Transport also quit on Monday over the controversy. Uh, Renfe had ordered 31 commuter trains in, two, in 2020, costing $275 million. And were all of them incapable of going through the tunnels? Yeah. Oh, my God. In March, CAF uh, realized the dimensions provided for the trains were incorrect and stalled the production of trains, which would have been too broad for some tunnels. The rail network in northern Spain, which was built in the 19th century, crosses a mountainous stretch with a myriad of tunnel sizes that do not adhere to standard train dimensions. <laughs> so um, what are they going to do? Uh, st- they... they- I guess they got to scrap it, man. Yeah, gotta, or enlarge the tunnels. Yeah, they got to they got to get new trains. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, residents of a remote outback community in Australia have been left marveling at the heavens as fish rain down from the sky. He's my favorite band. In a surprising but not unheard of weather event. These are actual fish that oh, swim oh. in the water. Locals in uh, Lajamanu said that they were stunned to see the fish drop during heavy rainfall. Uh, the a local counselor, Andrew Johnson Japananga, uh, said, We've seen a big storm heading up to the community. We thought it was just rain. This is not the first time that the strange weather event has swept through the community. The same phenomenon occurred in uh, Lajamanu. Last week it was raining dingoes. In 2010 and was also reported in 2004 and as far back as 1974. So basically the storm passes over some sort of water. Yeah. And and collects up the fish and then yep. hurls them somewhere else. A strong updraft or a tornado can suck the water and fish from rivers and dump them hundreds of kilometers away. Uh, Mr. Japanaga said the fish, which were at least the size of two fingers, were still alive yeah, when they fell. Fingers. And some are still hanging around the community in a puddle of water, he said. Bit the size of a shocker. Uh, while it's not the first time that he's witnessed a phenomenon, he said that it uh, never ceases to blow him away. He said, we saw some free falling down to the ground and some falling onto the roof. It was the most amazing thing we've ever seen. And there you go. That is what I have. Uh, I assume at that time the fish land there, they're, they've, since they've died, right? I mean, how they long are they up there? They said some of them were alive. Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know if the water goes The hell's up. going on here? Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is the bizarre file for you for now. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. Our buddy uh, Jeff Devlin will be joining us on the program a little bit later on. Uh, so hang out. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel. With a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and a helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. Thanks to the gang at uh, the Delco River Rink at Harrah's uh, Flight on Ice. Uh, we had a uh, we had an appearance last night. We had a little gathering. It was it was it was a fun time. Yeah, we had it a really good time. was. Um, and so they they have the skating rink. It's there through Sunday. 
I was talking to one of the workers last night. Uh, right there in in front of the casino. It's under an overhang. Yeah. Like, uh, weather was not an issue whatsoever, and it was uh, fun to get out and skate for a while. I was really impressed by the way they reworked that area, because it's actually a no-brainer to stick it under there, uh, yeah. because you are protected from the elements. They also have um, fire pits and tables all around, and it's just, it's a great uh, area. The lobby is right there, you know, where you can kind of step inside if you if you want to warm up or whatever, go to one of the fire pits. But they also have the, uh, the, the bar there serving regular hot chocolate and enhanced hot chocolate and all sorts of other things. So it was a great evening. Yeah. And uh, Marissa and I did the majority of the skating. Yeah. Kathy was out there for about 30 seconds. No, I was out there. Were you out there for a little while? Yeah, I did a bunch of laps. Okay. All right. So it was definitely fun. So, uh, but you can check out their information and uh, where to get on board because we're running out of season here, Yeah, true, true, yeah. Uh, Flightonice.com to purchase tickets or for rink information. That was our third pass in it, by the way. I know. We (laughs) we had to cancel Twice because there was a weather problem, yeah. and uh, but but here since they had moved it over to Harris, uh, there was an overhang. Like, yeah, you didn't have to worry. You could have been full on pouring rain. Wouldn't matter, and we would have been just fine. But yep. I love skating; it's so much fun. So uh, thanks skater. to all who came out last night. Thank you, sir. Uh, by the way, Marissa is a good skater as well, and uh, I want to mention that um, if you look in the current issue of Philadelphia Magazine, uh, there is a feature about Ms. Magnata. No and about way. how uh, we've uh, disabled her microphone. Correct? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, the, starting this week, after once this article came out, we didn't want to... <laughs> we didn't want to deal with that ego. Going on about yeah. it. But no, it's a, it's a, our buddy Victor Fiorello did a uh, sit-down, and it's a series of questions. It's on the very back page. Oh, i, I got to check that out. Yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, do you want me to give you a little tidbit? Yeah, please. Yeah. Information? Read the whole thing to us. It's a Q&A uh, with President Steve's Marissa Magnata. She talks Wawa menu hacks and Tina Fey. Uh, and one of the questions uh, that Victor had asked is, if someone were to play me in the movie about my life, it would have to be, and she said, Tina Fey, of course. Uh-huh. You look great by, in this picture, Marissa. By the way, Marissa, uh-huh. showing some serious cleave in this yeah, picture. Yeah. I, I, I need to point out the obvious. Yeah. It's a great photo of you, uh, but you were, were wearing something a uh, little on the low-cut side. Thank you. I wrote to my friend. She complimented the photo, and I said, oh, I'm so glad that my knockoff hat that I bought in the parking lot of the Wells Fargo Center is featured. <laughs> yeah. She's like, come on, it's your boobs that are featured. Uh, <laughs> nice. No, that's a great photograph. And they took it just for this article? Yeah, yeah. There's a photographer named Stevie. Oh, I have to look up his last Wonder. name. Wonder. Yes. I knew he wasn't blind. I knew it. I saw him grab a mic stand on stage. That dude's been lying. Um, No, Stevie Chris is his name, and he shoots a lot for Philly Mag, and so we did a whole series. Um, And we pretty much just talked about punk music the whole time. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so give, way, us a, give us a taste, Preston. So, so here's the other thing that's, uh, that's teased in the, uh, in the headline of this. It says, my last Wawa order was, and then Marissa answers, a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato. They don't really have grilled cheese. It's a menu hack. You order a cheese sandwich and tomato, and then you say yes when the computer thing asks you if you want your order toasted. That's a good idea. Yeah. I toast all my sandwiches at Wawa. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually do, too. By the way, they have a new ciabatta sandwich there that was really good. I had Star the, Wars. The chicken. Uh, no, that's Chewbacca. Oh. Uh, <laughs> chicken bruschetta. Ooh. Uh, that was, I actually really liked it. Do you I, know what I'm, I'm going to compliment? Uh, saying to you, Casey? The, their burger uh-huh. is actually solid. It is a it is a good go-to burger if you're in a pinch and you feel like you're in the mood for 
for that. I, I, I give a thumbs up. I think the people behind the deli counter are onto this when they leave it open face too, because then you get ah, both sides toasted. Yeah. Oh. Another question that Marissa. Here's another food question. Uh, it was well, he he says something, and then you finish the the the, the comment. He said, "I like to snack on." And then Marissa said, everything, especially those mini drumstick ice cream cones. It feels like you're not eating a lot, so you three of them. <laughs> Very nice. True. I yeah. love those things, too. Yeah, Preston and I, we share, uh, you and I share snack favorites. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and drumsticks, like, we almost mm-hmm. always have them at my house in the mm-hmm. freezer all the time. And then one more, she said, he said, if I hit the Mega Millions, I will... And Marissa said, buy one of those stupidly priced houses in Philadelphia with a two-car garage and a roof deck and go on a crazy vacation and bring back the overnight DJ to WN. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, it's not on newsstands, but you can read it online right now. Oh, nice. Okay. A Philly mag. I want to see uh, that, yeah. It's a Q&A with Marissa Magnata. Yeah. Guys, May is going to be 20 years that I've been here at WMLR. Okay, Unbelievable. So- I need to... Uh, okay, I'll address one more thing that, that you mentioned. That that was your last thing. Yeah, uh, he had said you can't be... Which uh, show member do you despise? <laughs> no. She was 20 years old when she started working here, and it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. When is your 40th birthday? August. Oh so this God. This article... It can't be. This yep. article I, was published on my 39th and a half birthday. It was published on February 21st. I perpetually think of Marissa in as early 30s. <laughs> so I've said this before, and the fact is that I, I have said that we're not old until Marissa turns 40. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> No, it's happening. I know Marissa's the kid around uh-huh. here. Ugh. I know. Well, what about when Kathy turns thirty? <laughs> what? I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not I know. forty yet. So. I know. We still have that. <laughs> yeah. When she turns thirty, yeah. that benchmark yeah. to hold on yeah. to. There's wow. a photo in the promotions department of me, like my first week of my internship, and. It's just, it's hilarious. I'm sitting in the cubicles that used to exist outside of uh, what was Chuck and Eric's office. I mean, all the people I worked for are still here. Todd, Chuck, Eric. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I'll recreate that photo. I don't know if I can fit back in those pants, but I still have them. (laughs) Nice. All right, well, anyhow, it's cool. Congratulations. Check it out. We'll feature Marissa and the the photo is lovely. If you've got a Marissa thing, you're going (laughs) to... You're going to love Crack this. away. You're going to oh love this. God. All right. By the way, uh, a couple of real quick uh, shout-outs if you guys, you yes, guys don't mind. Good. No, no problem. Uh, let's see. This says, hey, was going to text Friday morning, but labor happened too fast. And I could not sure if you guys are in, uh, but I'd love to send a special shout-out uh, to my husband and new baby born oh. Friday morning. Uh, I sent a shout-out to my husband back in June when we found out I was pregnant. Figured the only way, uh, the only it would only be appropriate for another shout-out for the baby's arrival. This point, if it can be a corn shirt out. Uh, thank you so much. You guys rock. That is from Catherine, Adam, and baby Theodore. So that's the All new right. one. So here is a shirt out. Casey's, I guess we're going to skip the corn. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to. There's it. always room for corn. There is always room. All right, it's all good. Don't worry about it. All right, good. Um, so happy, happy shark or baby, happy baby shark, <laughs> baby, baby shark. Uh, here's another baby shark. Uh, says, hey, Preston, my amazing wife Pamela just gave birth to our first child Thursday, February 16th. Beautiful baby girl named Noel. Uh, we are not ones to give a cliche gift. We see you push present or celebrate a commercial holiday to express our love and appreciation for each other. Looking at you, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pamela is a huge fan of the show, listens to the podcast on Reg. Uh, in lieu of the cliche push present, uh, the ultimate way to show my adoration would be to uh, pass a little more than just gas and rip a juicy shirt. Thank you. That is from Andrew uh, Pirsante. So here you go. Hey. 
There you go. You got it. Yeah. to you guys. And then another one says, hey, guys, uh, love your show. Listen since uh, early Y100 days. As giving you a shout out to my wife, Lisa. Her 50th birthday is February 25th, so I'm a couple days early. Uh, short notice, I know. Best wife ever. She also runs and is director of a Tales Up Paws Down Dog Rescue, and it's a nonprofit small dog rescue. Uh, she's awesome at matching up these little dogs to forever homes, and Aww. she works hard and is great at everything she does. She's more than I deserve. Love, Joe Cranmer, so a shart. <laughs> and then the last thing I'm going to read, and then we're going to move on to something else. Uh, I got an email of someone who wanted to give a thanks to the Bizarre File. A thanks to the Bizarre File? Yeah, listener Sarah Medusky says, uh, My husband and I were walking a trail at uh, Canaveral National Seashore in Florida. Uh, when we suddenly heard a rustling in the woods, followed by snorts. And I remember hearing at least one, if not several, stories from past Bizarre Files about wild pig attacks. Oh, yeah. We promptly turned around on the trail and power walked back to our car. Later, we talked to a park ranger, and he verified there are wild hogs in the park. And we did the right thing by turning around to avoid a hog encounter. The Bizarre File stories offer helpful information. Thank you for your service. So that, that is from Sarah, and that's a shard out for you guys. Yeah, they've attacked a few people, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they actually learned. You learned so they much. They thought of the bizarre file when that was taking place. And yet we, we can't be recognized as a, as a college or a university. Someday. Though we've certainly done our share. We do have an institute, though. We do. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. and it's time to go there. It's the Just Saying Institute, folks. Home of the Nick McElwain Colonoscopy and Pearl Jam Appreciation Center. <laughs> <laughs> Worlds are colliding. Mackle Farts has a colonoscopy tomorrow. Speaking of farts. Are you going to be here? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, tomorrow at 1230. All right. uh, so I'll be here in the morning, God willing. Maybe uh, we can chit-chat about that yeah, tomorrow. I start the treatments later today. You might have my experience, which is I I, I, I front load so that when I my, my reaction is earlier in the in the prep. Yeah, you guys have all had different yeah, experiences, right, so yeah. I'll be interested to see how mine goes. All right. So at the Justine Institute, we got this bit of information. A Northwest uh, Minzu University study in China found that drinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi could lead to larger testicles and higher testosterone. Yeah, I it, can prove that. How does that happen? Uh, in mice. Oh, in mice. Uh, and it, and it may, Look at this nutsack on that mouse. It may very well lead to human beings. The study examined... Yeah, the, my name is Stuart Little. Uh, the impact of carbonated beverage on fertility and sex organs in men... Mice were from water, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi over a 15-day period. At, at what cost, though? So they have, so they have huge nuts, but does the actual unit itself shrink? Oh, it didn't say anything about that. Huh. Uh, they said I drinking, should do that research. Drinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola could promote testes development and enhance testosterone secretion. Hmm. However, this research contradicts a survey of 2,500 men that found that those who drank a liter of soda a day had lower sperm counts. Than those who did not drink soda. How much do you have a lower sperm count? Doesn't mean you have smaller balls. Does it or doesn't it? I don't Kathy. know. <laughs> no. So I would say this. Um, <laughs> I've always heard that if your diet is poor, you're taking a lot of sugary drinks. That would be detrimental to. Uh, why? Why would it cause the enlargement of your nutsack? Yeah, in I this, pose that to you, Mister Mouse. In this particular study, <laughs> in this particular article about the study, it didn't go into those details. Jealous. Unfortunately, unfortunately I only have very sketchy. 
Something tells me that the that the soft drink companies paid for this research. Is that right? Well, yeah. I don't know. Who wants big balls? Like you well, know what mice, I mean? Mice. Yeah, they no. love them. I've been told I have very large testicles. Yeah, I know, but like that's not the braggy part. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's the other part that you want to yeah. brag about, right? Oh, way to go, no, buddy. I have a gaping anus. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've been told I have a full set. Yeah, so no, no, go. no. You got a nice full set. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Congrats. great undercarriage. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Now, what about Jackie? Jackie Bam Bam. I have, Casey, well, Casey would know. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. I can show you. <laughs> He's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ball department? Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, all of it. Does He's he gonna have a... huge, meaty balls? He's got a full set, Nick. All right. Uh-huh. Text them later. Huge, meaty balls. Did you just say that? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's the Italian in me. Well, the one video I sent you guys, uh, he is thrusting, and you can hear the slap. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? I, I watched it with the volume down. <laughs> Next time, turn the volume up. I will. Turn so the volume he, up he puts and... the flap in flapping? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, for whatever reason, if you desire those, if you de- desire I, large testicles. Yes, I just purchased some mice from you, and I, I'm returning them. I want ones with huge balls. You, all you have to do, you can grow those at home. Oh, I didn't know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, let them drink Coca-Cola. Coke and Pepsi. Got it. Thank you so much. Mix the two together. So, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's not saying people would want that. It's no. just saying that this happened. Yeah. I want huge, uncomfortable balls. Like the guy, the, the guy, remember the guy was in, in Turkey, I think it was, or Pakistan? Basically, like a hippity hop, like a b- bouncy ball. Oh, yeah? That's He was literally able to sit on his own sack. Mm-hmm. You remember that picture? Yeah. I used it as a Christmas card. It'd be great if you were like at a golf tournament or something like that. Yeah. You know, you could just... Something to sit on. Just pop, r- pop it, right down. I would impact your drive, would it? No, I'm saying if you're uh, if you're, if you're you're going to oh. the tournament to watch it. Because that's, <laughs> that's an issue. Everybody stands. I have been playing. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is a sit. I, you say you go to the Masters or something like that. I'm going to take a load off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Something See, stuff. we always teach things you can use. We do? Nick, there was a, there was a text about Justine Institute that you had up there. I wanted to read that real quick. It's a, it's a new one. Uh, let me pull it out. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Somebody says, uh, hey, I don't know why, but I always thought it was the Justine Institute. <laughs> uh-huh. well, sure. Once I found it was the Just Saying Institute, I felt like the biggest moron, LOL. That's no, funny. you're not. Justine. Justine. Just Say it. <laughs> well, what about the people who thought um, Rage On? Rage, yeah, was, the name, uh, and John, yeah. the name. It's Rage On. I've since over-pronounced the word on. And now you're totally new, John. Since I found uh, out that people <laughs> thought it was... I was saying two names. I yeah, I'm totally neutral on the whole thing. Man. Every time Kathy does traffic, I hear a uh, wood crustacean. Yeah, I think of yeah. a giant yeah. wood lobster. Yeah. All right, here's uh, another bit of uh, information from the Just... Sayin Institute. Jessica Chastain Institute. <laughs> Pennsylvania ranks top in the United States for shortest attention spans because <laughs> of their phone habits. All right. Actually, expecting Delaware. <laughs> uh, so according to the Solitaire Bliss, they surveyed over 2,500 people. And Pennsylvania ranks actually number two for shortest attention spans because of 62% of people in Pennsylvania talk to others while doing something on their phones, at least sometimes. Do you think it's um, rude if you're talking to someone and they are constant? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I think so. And I'm not saying this is that I think kids have just been 
like with the past couple of years, and you know, uh, being it's being not just kids down. though, man. It's it's everybody. You think it's yeah. adult? You think, yeah. oh you think, God, you think yeah. it's just as prevalent with adults? I sure do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they said 36% of Pennsylvania residents can only last a few minutes before their mind wanders and they reach for their phone. Mm. Uh, other interesting I play with my mouse's huge balls. <clears throat> yeah. Regarding phone usage in Pennsylvania, 56% of Pennsylvania residents frequently use their phones while watching TV. Now, you say you do that case, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on your phone and watching TV, but a lot of times you're checking email. Uh, well, no, I'm doing all of it. I right. mean, email, text messages... The gram, the twit, all of it. That's one thing I can't do because then I'll find myself. I have to go back and rewatch what you and rewatch. Yeah. And I don't I do that too. I don't sit in front of the TV and just kind of throw something on and have it on. Like if I'm putting the TV on, I'm watching it. So if and if I have to rewind right. it, I'm like, okay, I just throw the phone across the room. I hate it when you when you've decided you're gonna <clears throat> with other people you're gonna watch something together, your family or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, okay, we're going to watch a movie. Watch the goddamn movie. Yeah. And then you look over and some people are looking at their phone. I'm like, that's just, I, I find it rude. Oh, see, that, okay, so that that would be when I would use my phone because I didn't get to choose it and I don't really want to watch it. So. Uh. <laughs> but if it's agreed upon, you know. Yeah, yeah, if it's agreed upon, yes. Yeah, yeah we've talked about but this before. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're watching some animated thing with your kid and right. it's like, um, <laughs> you know, go I'll phone. get the basics on this. This is really for them. So yeah. it's okay for you to do it's one of your stupid shows. No, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. If it was I'd say an be okay. Thing, yeah. Right. I'd be okay with that. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying. We've just, talked about just this saying. before. Yeah. Listen, I've been on the receiving just end saying. of your ire when we tried to watch The Stand and you were like, all you can do is focus on me with my phone in my I'm like, just I'm, watch the freaking I'm show. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting what I what I need to get here. It's all. <laughs> no, you were fun. not getting what yes, you I needed was. to and get. And by the way, that that show, that story is so <laughs> I overrated. Can things I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. The the stand. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No, I, the, the 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 movie that we were watching is okay. The book is phenomenal. Have you had to sit there and watch and read the book. <laughs> read. I know. It hurts my head <laughs> having to read. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the what the movie got right and what it didn't get right. But when it like came time for the, good like, parts. the whole like thing to like wrap up, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Okay. okay, so the movie was, but the book is. The book's phenomenal. It's, okay. it's probably the greatest novel I've ever the read. The Stand. There are two miniseries based on The Stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you've seen both. Which mm-hmm. one is better? Um. Oh, the the, the first one. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the older one I liked better, but uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I was I was I was disappointed. No, he'll just be on his phone the whole time. Oh, oh snap! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even offended. I don't even <laughs> care. I don't care. That's how I live, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. That's how I roll, man. <laughs> Good boy. All right. So, uh, and 58%, here you go, 64% of Pennsylvania resi- resident, <laughs> residents bring their phones uh, to use on the toilet frequently. That's where I really like to have my phone. That's ridiculous. That's where I use my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, if I, in, I have that, a perfect iPad shelf on, in front of my toilet. Yeah. Phone or or like a crossword puzzle book or something to or read. Or a pot. Or something to do. In the bathroom, though? There have been a couple of times when I've been to the bathroom here and I've left my phone and I'm like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> like at home, I have books and stuff in the in the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, now what do I do? You read the dirty limericks on the inside of the door. There are yeah. none. Oh, damn it. nothing. I have to write a few. And then uh, the last thing is uh, 58% of Pennsylvania residents admit to looking down at their phones as they cross a street. Oh, no. As well. No. Yeah, that's no. Why? What would be the point dangerous. of that? 
Oh. Uh, you're too busy reading what you're reading. Well, uh, you remember they, they actually had a thing, and it was uh, it was a uh, an app. It's, you can still find it where your screen it lays over your open camera, so you can you're actually looking through what you're seeing. But people didn't people didn't use it. By the way, I'm silly. I said reading. You're not reading. You're looking at a picture or a video or something like that. Maybe you're you are. Maybe you're reading the stand. Like yeah, you might be Kindle. reading something. Yeah. Um, I put an, uh, a time limit on my phone uh, for self-discipline because I, I find that I'm on it way too much, especially getting close to bedtime. And uh, study after study proves that if you're on your phone an hour or two before bed, bedtime, it, it messes with your sleep. Uh, so, do, you, do you have the light uh, also? That, that, that it doesn't go- matter. Okay. Like, it, it really, at the end of the day, it, like, it makes no impact whether or not you have it turned down to the dim light or whatever. It, it, being on your phone right before bed is not a good idea for There sleep. you go. As I, on the, the rare occasions that I do find myself, like, flipping through Instagram or something like that, I'll be going and going and going and going. And after a moment, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? It's a That's time suck. how it works. It's a time, time suck. And TikTok it, is even worse. Yeah. That's why I don't even yeah. touch it. Don't go near it. Dumb. Uh, uh, but, and, uh, but people love it. I YouTube mean, Todd has... Glass was talking about how much he loves it now yes. yesterday. So Made him happy. It's entertainment mm-hmm. for some people. Um, Dr. Mike's on the line. What? Cue the music. All right, let's get him on from 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Sariga. Hey, Dr. Mike. You were talking mice testicles, and I had to jump in. That's right up your alley, buddy. We just had a basket of them the other night. (laughs) First of all, first of all, I I looked up the study. It's a very small study. What we, they looked at 30 mice. Yeah, Uh, that's it. And and the mice uh, had a a, a very slight uh, increase in testosterone and testicular size. But, you know, in in science, we look at a study and see how much power it has, what the statistical analysis is. The bottom line is, Steve, you said it, 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 it's contrary to many other studies that show that drinking sugary drinks is not good for you, increases your weight, and can lead to significant problems with obesity, which decreases your uh, sperm count and and everything else. So I I wouldn't put any faith in this one mouse study. It seems to make sense to me what you're saying, because it just, it seems so arbitrary. But do we need a world populated by well-hung mice? I don't know. Well, I, I, you know, you, you always say, and I quote you all the time, I don't give a rat's ass. You yes. know, mice always seem to come into the, uh, into our uh, vernacular. They do. Know? because Well, they're, they're, they're often they're the best test subjects for a lot of this well, stuff. Well, they are. But, but uh, the other thing you mentioned is uh, about uh, phones when people are in the bathroom. Now, if you put your phone near your junk, um, there are studies that show that the temperature can actually decrease sperm count. And so when I counsel people... People that are having fertility issues, they have to wear boxer shorts and ah. not uh, uh, tight-fitting underwear. And you keep that phone away from down there. The, you're talking about a cell phone because I will occasionally rest a pin- princess phone on my junk. Mm-hmm. In the bath. Mike, yeah. re- real quick, what about the studies uh, about screens before bedtime? Well, that that changes brain biochemistry, and and what happens is that blue light that's emitting from your phone is actually uh, contradicting your your body's ability to fall asleep, and that's well known because a lot of people do that, and it it leads to insomnia and changes in levels of melatonin and everything else. So it, do, it does also. There have been studies recently. I know Mike, Doctor Mike, you've reported on it as well. There is a level of addiction. It, it, it screws with your brain chemistry, you just said, and 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 so you can have people having a sort of a quasi addiction 
to their devices, correct? Oh, well, there's no question. There's a condition known as, as phone thumb or, or cell phone thumb. People get tendonitis of their thumbs because they're texting all the time. And, and so that's a well-known entity. Mm. Uh, you know, but that light coming out is, is, is a real issue. And, and if you have a phone near down there, the heat emitted uh, can, can certainly have negative effects on sperm count. So keep it away from there. All right. Good, uh, well, good advice. Um, so the, the texting thumb years ago uh, when we we first got phones like the, the iPhone, it wasn't yeah. the flip phone anymore. I swear I got that. And mm. and I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And I I'll think never it was, be able to hitchhike. Well, I think it was from texting um, with, you know, with holding the phone and texting with one, what, you know, with, yeah. Yeah, with the thumb. And so I had to, like, train myself to to not text like that and to not text as much. And yeah. it eventually went away. But there was years ago when uh, when Nintendo the hit and, and got heavy. They they called it Nintendonitis. <laughs> well, Preston, people doing the button mashing. And and, and uh, Mike, you've you've heard of this as well. The the hunched over looking down, mm. your your head down causes uh, issues with a lot of people's necks. Well, yeah, like you fall into a pond. Yeah. Remember that there was that classic in the mall? This woman was uh, yeah. uh, looking yes. on her phone oh, yeah. and fell yeah, into, the, so good. That yeah, was great. In, into the fountain. <laughs> yep. So it, you just have to be careful. I mean, it's... Anyway. Well, right. we love you. No, look, I love you, and the next time you talk about mouse testicles, call me. All right. Hey, and uh, Nick, Nick's got a colonoscopy tomorrow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nick, may the force be with you. It's a nice clean out, and propofol will make you go to sleep. Yes, yeah, it's bad. actually yeah. really nice. I love you. You're doing yeah. the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Nick, I love you. Congratulations. <laughs> You're a big man. You're getting married. Yeah. Oh, they did not. You got a lot going yeah. on, bro. I love you. Love yeah. you, Dr. Michael. See ya. Nick, have you hired a photographer for your colonoscopy? Yeah, I got the same guy that uh, shot the engagement photos. Dax is going to swing by. Mike called me three times over the weekend to congratulate me, man. I missed him the first two. And he was oh. like, I was getting worried about you. No, I am fine. He's the best. He is. He he's is. the absolute best. So lucky mm. to have him. All right, do I have time for another one? You do. Right. I'm saying it. <clears throat> Just saying institute. Just saying. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah. Do we have that clip? I do, I do. I we do. need to make that part of the Just Saying Institute. Just, Just saying. It's like 10 years in Leavenworth. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. All right. Um, if you're feeling the afternoon slump but you're worried about drinking coffee in the day, scientists have discovered a way that uh, having a midday cup of joe without disturbing your sleep. You can do this. Munch on some mouse testicles. So my fr- I have no hot problem with this. I have my last cup of coffee around like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it doesn't keep me up. Um, yeah, caffeine uh, does but, not keep me up. But my buddy Steve, his... Like his cutoff is like 10 a.m. Is that right? Yeah, and if he goes yeah. later than that, it'll keep him wired. I think we're all just a little bit different. Yeah. I think we get affected by it. I'm the exact same as Steve. I can't do it, Steve. Your friend, not Steve Morrison, because yeah. I, afternoon, Steve. If I Steve Morrison, if I keep, <laughs> if I keep drinking coffee, it, mess, it like it makes me jittery and it totally affects uh, my sleep at night. Nick, I could literally have like a large coffee before going to bed, and it wouldn't oh, do it wouldn't do a damn. I'm thing. jealous. Yeah, I, I know people yeah, like yeah. that too. I also I, my cutoff is same as you, Preston. Like okay. about I can't really go past like two thirty. 33 o'clock. What's your cutoff for doing lines? Oh, that's really early. I usually do those before work and then no more. So University of Sydney scientists tested decaf on 61 coffee lovers and found a reduction in withdrawal symptoms, meaning they experienced a placebo effect. Mm. Uh, What's even more interesting is that even when participants knew they were drinking decaf, they still experienced a placebo effect. It says decaf could help Someone who's trying to cut back their caffeine intake to temporarily ride out the worst of the cravings and help them uh, stay uh, caffeine-free. 
That always worries me, though, because there is a little bit of caffeine uh, in decaf, but also because, you know, I know if you're going to, like, a place like Dunkin', you're probably getting the decaf, but if you're not going to, like, a very well-known... And I only say this because yeah. I worked at a restaurant uh, that would serve decaf uh-huh. and and <laughs> regular caffeinated coffee, and... We had no idea what the difference was between the pots, and they'd be like, "It doesn't matter. Go, just go ahead, go." Like, Seriously, I always heard. Yes, I always heard rumors. I think my wife would verify the restaurant that she worked at that, that both coffees were decaf, rather than have someone go, "You gave me caffeinated coffee." And, and you know what? That may have been the case yeah. where I was too. I just know they're really they didn't really care which pot we uh, grabbed. They just wanted to make sure that people got their coffee. Yeah, I just know that uh, when I was a waiter, it wasn't my philosophy, but it, but for some of the people that had been there for a while, same thing, Steve. Both pots were were decaf. Yeah, because. It was better to just give somebody uh, who wanted caffeinated coffee decaf, decaf than, than it is to give somebody who wanted decaf coffee exactly. caffeinated coffee. Huh. Well, supposedly this uh, there is this placebo effect. If you think you're drinking coffee, yeah. uh, caffeinated coffee, you might be satisfied by that. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I know that I've also read before in other studies that, that a warm drink actually has a similar effect like, to that decaf. I to, agree. To, to caffeine as far as kind of... Briefly waking you up for a little while. So um, I've I've been training myself to uh, do black coffee up to like noon, you know, and because I hear there's a whole bunch of medicinal benefits to drinking black coffee. It's probably all a bunch of crap, but yeah. um, it, uh, you know, it, you got to work your way into into black coffee. Yeah, I used to drink black coffee all the time here, but then somebody left like this French vanilla creamer in the fridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's so really good. I've been that. taking that as well. I've been using that too. That is good. It's, yeah. yeah, it just ended up as in the top shelf of the fridge. Yeah. And I was like, man. Yeah, just recently. That was good. No one's name, I, I think, is for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless name your name it. is on it. Yeah, right. it means so, everyone can Here's the it. deal behind this. <laughs> Kyle came to us. <laughs> Kyle doesn't work in an office setting. This is he's, he's, he's learning the ropes of working in an office setting. And he goes, can I leave an angry note for people who are stealing my creamer? And you got creamer in the fridge? He goes, yeah, just write him on it. Yeah, and and now that's gonna that's gonna fend most people away. Yeah, but there's some. There are a handful of douchebags that will go ahead and use it anyway. Mm, now, I love French vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought my own fridge, so I don't have to deal with it. I'm gonna share a secret. Oh, and I won't say who it is here. But uh-huh. Someone uh, has a brilliant idea how to keep other people from using their creamer uh, in the uh, in the fridge. Okay. And they have put their creamer in a baby bottle. Uh-huh. Oh. That's smart. And that's smart. Yeah. Well, that's really funny. Yeah. What? Because no one's going to go in and just totally. open the baby bottle? Yeah. <laughs> that's where I put my sandwich. Yeah. Wait, I've never seen this. So yeah. there's a baby bottle in the fridge right now. In the fridge. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't look today, but, <laughs> but, but I saw this person putting it in there. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And they told me their secret. I think I know who it is. Okay. Is it a male? No. Nope. Oh. Is it a female? I was yes. saying, I thought it was. No. <laughs> I was going to say it was Chuck. No. Uh, no, Chuck but that man. sounds like something Chuck it, it, would do. Yeah, it sounds like something Chuck would do. For sure. But I thought it was pretty brilliant. Right, I want to see Write it down. Oh, man. Write down. Well, I mean, it's Kristen no big deal. Herman. I just I know. I just yeah. want to know. Why did you, you put it, it in? What is it? Just write, write down the name. Kristen Herman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you read that? Well, that makes sense. I like that, though. But she has a baby. Right. Exactly. So that could literally, any given day, you could actually have the real article. Yeah, don't take the chance. Yeah, don't. If she actually she puts formula in there one day just to yeah. mess with you, or yeah. breast milk. don't even try it. Don't do it. Or breast milk. Yeah. God, formula disgusting. disgusting. You know what's, the, what's worse is after it's been you know drank oh. and, and like that smell that lingers in the bottle. Oh. It's just nasty. So you're talking like Similac? Yeah. yeah. Or Enfamil. Yeah, yeah is Enfamil, what we used to yeah. use. So so we would uh, 
when when one of those bottles will like fall behind the crib or we lost yes. track of it, and what like a week hell? later you pull it out and open that thing up to clean it. Oh my! Does it God smell? was that repulsive? Like rotting milk? Worse than no. rotting milk? Yeah, it's just a, it's got a terrible smell to it. Did you did you see? Did we report on the fact that they can they they've just made it okay? I think the FDA has to allow like uh, oat milk or. Uh, for babies? Well, uh, that's in the connoisseur tomorrow. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Ooh, little yeah. teaser. Let's call it a tease. Wow. I'm not going to follow through on it, but it has to do with Kristen Herman. Hey, but it's Kathy, a- I want to I go back to uh, the decaf caffeinated coffee yeah. at, uh, when you go out to dinner. Uh-huh. It's kind of the reason why I like to get espresso now, like a double espresso, because... Uh, there is decaf You're actually getting espresso, espresso not. No, but they're, it, that's, they're always making it, so they're not going to make decaffeinated they, they espresso. They might, right, right. I mean, they could. They could. But... They might not be. God, this never crosses my mind. I just, yeah. I trust the places I'm going oh, to. Oh, don't trust people. Don't but, trust anybody. By the way, don't that, trust anybody. That, that cocaine you've been snorting, it's baby powder. Yep. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I've been giving you baby powder every morning. <laughs> yeah, it's that little powder she gives you. It's just baby powder. <laughs> Kathy's oh, your coke dealer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you want people you can trust. I guess so. I mean, she has her own fridge. <laughs> Right, she does. I can I trust someone who has their own refrigerator. Exactly. And her own espresso yeah. machine. Yeah, Remember, exactly. what was the first thing in Scarface when they walked in for the big deal? A do, fridge. Do you have a small fridge yes. <laughs> under your desk for your creamers and things? I do. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> oh, that's a, is, that, is that a fridge there? <laughs> All right, we're done. Just saying. Just saying. We got to wrap up the Institute, but thank you. It's a uh, home of the new Nick McElwain. Colonoscopy and Pearl Jam Appreciation Pearl Center. Pearl Jam Appreciation Center. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break because uh, our friend uh, Jeff Devlin is going to be popping in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Home and Garden Center as well. And just a reminder, uh, it's now 9 a.m., meaning within this hour, a Bruce Springsteen song is going to oh. pop up. And you will want to keep track of that title and the other three that follow later on today in the 2 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour, and 8 o'clock hour, because tomorrow morning, we'll ask you for those titles, and we'll give away tickets to one of the Bruce shows coming up this summer. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 3933. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're happy to have our next guest in the studio. Uh, He's going to be at the Filling Home and Garden Show, which is taking place this weekend. 
and he's the only man that owns more flannel than I know than the <laughs> Indigo Girls. Yes, yeah. Please Ouch. welcome Ouch. Jeff Devlin yeah. to the show. Uh, Indigo Girls? Yeah. <laughs> that, you couldn't have given me a better intro <laughs> than that? They own a lot of flannel. <laughs> no, the Indigo Girls still wear flannel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They didn't get the memo. No. I'm looking at a picture of you in first. flannel. I'm looking at you on your Instagram in flannel. You're wearing flannel in front of me right now. I, I live it. I. It's just, it's easy on, easy off. I've True. tried hooded sweatshirts. It's, it messes up my hair. No. I would yeah, like to wear more flannel, but it's, uh, it, it's almost like you have to iron it or something. You know what I no, mean? Do you iron this. your flannel? It's very wrinkly. You're right. <laughs> Does this look iron? It's a disgrace. <laughs> and that's my day. <laughs> no, I, I, thanks for having me. I would hate to have like a you know somebody a, a, a contractor or someone doing work at my house show up in a zoot suit. I'd want to see flannel. Well, that's I mean, true. honestly, a lot of guys will wear hooded sweatshirts yeah. and, and girls. Um, but truth be told, is like I I normally will wear like four or five layers. It's going yeah. up to seventy degrees today, so it's nice to be able to peel it off, right. put it back on. I'm trying to make sense of the Indigo Girl comment. I'm still (laughs) crying inside. (laughs) Uh, It's nice to see you. I know watching you on on the work site, you have an Indigo Girls blaring on the boombox. Yeah, Yeah, Melissa Etheridge, Indigo Girls. I'm kicking it. And, and, you know, it's all good. Uh, So I mentioned, uh, we actually pressed and read a text from somebody who talked about that they were watching Stonehouse Revival. Yes. Mm -hmm. I literally have all the episodes on my DVR. Uh, My wife and I love the show. But we don't know what the status of that is right now. So the status is as of right now, and this is what's so complicated with how Magnolia, HGTV, DIY, DIY is no longer. It was rebranded right. as Magnolia. So hmm. what happened was is the network was sold to Discovery. Discovery then sold to uh, Warner Brothers. So right now Magnolia is, you can see it on Discovery Plus. You can also see it on HBO Max. All right. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So, and that's awesome for us. So Magnolia approached me and said, would you like to do more? But at the same time, they didn't say specifically what it was. They're like, we want to do something else with, with flannel. Right. It's got to be flannel and there's got to be... So, so a, a sim- could you do it? Because for me, what I love about Stonehouse Revival is there's so many gems here. The historically speaking, oh, you stay within the general area, mostly in like Bucks County. And, and uh, there are houses, you know, from 1680 or whatever... And you'll you know over the years they built and built on these things and drywall and then you'll you'll peel back a layer and you'll find a little piece of history and turn these places into works of art basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like thank you, but yeah. the truth is is that just taking off of what was yeah. there is the easy part. And right. What we find is really also easy. It's just basically manipulating it and digging just enough to find that history of it. Um, but then, but not going too far. That. Yeah. And then, you know, and again, it, it, there's a lot of things that people, you know, look, TV is, is, is there to inspire. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing I really want people to get across. When we're talking about history, when we're talking about all these different shows, it's there to get you excited about putting new windows in, putting do, right. different things in your house. And this one, case in point, is is a little different because we just never know what we're going to find. So there's no way to have a good plan. There's no way to figure out what it is until you get in there. And that so happens in the show multiple every times. Every single yeah. time. And, and we've talked to producers. And I think that's what's hard yeah. to do in a show like ours. So as of right now, it is not coming down. Ah! And uh, so the thing is, and I watch a lot of HGTV DIY. Uh, I know why DIY is now called Magnolia. I'm a big fan of Chip and Joanna. Um, but what I think those shows do is they give me a false sense of, like, I know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> I, oh, man, I get 
I get punched in the noogans more times than I care to talk about when people come and visit me. And they're like, uh, you know, my husband watched your show and now he thinks he's a pro and, Uh you know, screw you. And yeah. you, he, he thought he would get it done in the weekend, and he didn't. And right. now I have a bathroom that's gutted because he got all inspired. And yeah. now we're just sitting there crapping in a bucket. But everyone, so, like, I'm sure that happens, man. The newest one that uh, that came on my radar was the hometown and uh, sure. with uh, the Napiers, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, like, how do they get on the radars of the, the casting people? You know, and, like... I, you know what? A part of it is I, I don't really know. I mean, my story was a little different in that I was behind the camera, yeah, filming uh, press trading places, trading, yeah. and trading, trading spaces. spaces. You, you were on, and then our house. Our but t- I did that in front of the. You in know, I was a host. That was the first thing I've ever did. Was you're, you're charismatic. You're good in front of the of the, the camera. You're you you've got the chops to do it. I'm like I don't know why. I mean, they they, they but, should be all. But they should be so all many. Here. Yeah, but the truth is, yeah, there's so losers. many very qualified yeah. contractors and carpenters and people out there that can do what I do and and they can speak to that point because they love what they do. Okay. Now, I just got I got lucky, you know, yeah. like a door opened uh and I I opened it and took it and I ran through it. Um right now some of the fun is just continuing it. Just getting to do this and getting to hell, I'm at Preston and Steve's <laughs> left <laughs> right now I'm talking on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I've listened to you guys since I was young. Yeah, it, it's just it, this is like surreal. You know, Marissa's turning forty. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did, yeah. and I'm like, I'm turning fifty, and I remember, I remember, I, I used to know, drive you to daycare. Out. Yes, <laughs> like the gray hair just keeps getting worse, and, uh, and you worse. look distinguished. You're, you're, you've got all this stuff happening. You've got the the uh, the home and garden show. I do, which I is do. which is I love the home and garden show. I, d- I do too, and yeah. you know what? It's it's my home. So the fact that this is my home and I get to do this, they ask me every year, and one of the reasons is because I get to do this. But I get to see people that are local to me, right? And home and garden shows. Some people might think of it as just like, look, you're going to go out, you're going to get uh, pressured by a gutter guy or a window guy to buy all this stuff, and that's not the case. They have so much hands-on stuff going on there. They have make-it-and-take-its. They have all sorts of... What I want to really impress upon people is these are local companies. And I will tell you this. You, there's... Because people are going there... To see me. Well, to see you. But <laughs> yeah. if people are going there... It, it, Nobody laughs. You don't get the high pressure. <laughs> I smiled. Yeah. I, smiled I breathed out of my nose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you're going to yes. be breathing out of soon. <laughs> <laughs> when the colonoscopy comes. Um, hey, what's they, make it and take it mean? So make it and take it is basically you go there, you can make something, and then you take it with you. Uh So it's basically a hands-on It's a more benign version of lick it and suck it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Actually, (laughs) somebody messaged me on Instagram and asked if if I was coming because I've gone out to this a couple of times Mm -hmm. with the station. um, But she does these, like, crafts that uh, that you can, I guess, take home with you. So she's one of those. Yeah, they instruct you on how to do this sort of stuff. And and most people just wander around, grab. And the food isn't just regular convention food. They have food trucks there this year. Obviously, you can come and see me. I have a, a demo at 430 on Saturday. One o'clock. I'm building like a small table, and this time it won't end with the cut of <laughs> oh my. my face.
finger turned uh, your off. Finger. Jeff it's almost good. lost a finger during doing a wonderful thing at the camp out for hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just uh, the tip. Uh, yeah, and it was a brutal. <laughs> I remember it was a brutally cold day, right? Yeah. It was cold. I was just dumb. Yeah, I yeah. was just dumb. But I mean, that shows you that even the, the most skilled contractor can have an off day. I, I thought still, you were joking. Oh. I, I thought it was a joke. I still remember the look on Kathy's face. I put this <laughs> blue nitrile glove on to, to stop the blood. Yeah, and it was just like it was everywhere, oh, and it was still coming. So it was like puffy, uh-huh. yeah. like, oh. and it, the, oh, no. it was like plasma at that point. And I'm like, Jesus! Did he, uh, try, do you did guys... he finish the finish the table? He did. He did. He did. I was he like, did. Can we get him to a hospital? Well, I took off the glove, and sound of it hitting the ground. Oh. It was like, oh, and <laughs> Kathy was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, I did it! I made my mark. It was like a skid wow. mark. Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it was good. Um, I have a question for you because yeah. I have this. I have a pantry. And the pantry door is the bane of my existence. And last summer, I just took the door off. And I'm like, screw this. But that doesn't apply with my wife because you see everything. The the pantry needs a door, right? So the problem is it's like one of those. It's like a uh, bifold. Not bifold. It stays on a track, though. Do you know what Uh, I mean? Yes. That's a. You don't like those, do you? No. 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 Is it? Is it? Pocket? Is it going to a pocket? No, when you open it, it's kind of like... It's a bifold. It's a bifold, but it it basically has pins on the bottom Mm -hmm. and then the top, and then it, it... there's a track on the bottom that okay. always fills fills with Cheerios and stuff. What I want to do, but we can't do, is I want to do like a barn door. But the problem is, you can't slide it one way because there's a uh, 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 Cheerio, a Cheerio, and it gets in the way. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, a vent, uh, like a heating vent. Sure. Uh, all right. So, so I can't. And then the other way, you can't open it all the way because part of the uh, ceiling comes down. So I have no idea. I have no Wait, idea. But isn't what, the heating? Isn't the vent flush with the floor? Uh, the vent? No, it's no, 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 no. It's it, in the wall? It's uh, water, like uh, water heat. Do you know what I mean? Uh, a radiator. Radiator. Yeah. Oh. So I have no idea, like what my what my options are here. Any idea there? I mean, you. So you've send me a picture. But you could go with. I mean, how wide is the opening of the pantry? It's probably only thirty inches. Thirty two, I think. But and then the other issue is, is that there's an island there, so you can't really have anything that kind of opens up that Jesus. much. You saw all the Move for crying out loud! Why struggle? You don't have a picture in your phone that you can sh- just show him. I probably do. Most guys have there's a picture of their pantry a on the. And, it, and honestly, maybe it's as simple as moving the vent somewhere else or just to another it. wall, and then that might solve your issue. It might not be what you want. Yeah. Have you considered a force field? <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Huh? Right. An invisible really, fence. Really cool. Yeah. Since you can, like that. The, it's clearly some sort of dimensional <laughs> portal that you can walk through <laughs> and visit an island. Uh-huh. Jeff, this is sort of a weird open-ended question, but what's the most, like, modern adaptation you've put on, a, on an older home? Like, ah. something that, like, you know, it, it might... Uh, you might think that it would be out of place, but like it's an older home, and all of a sudden, like uh, you know, it's all completely solar or whatever. Um, it, it's a tricky one because a lot of the times we we hide the technology. Yeah. So where it's Which a refrigerator, yeah. we hide it with panels. With if it's a dishwasher, we hide it with panels. Um, TVs, another thing, TV lifts and stuff like that will do. I would say one of the most ingenious things, again, it's a hidden th- function, is that we all have phones, is that we'll build a historic piece of furniture or something, and then instead of having all of the USB cords everywhere, we embed the uh, 
touchless or uh, cordless right. charging. Oh, oh that's So cool. you just take your phone and put it right on your end table, and then it charges, charges. right away. It's great. Wow. It is. It is. It gets tricky because you want to try to. If you put build a piece of furniture, you still don't want to see a cord hanging off it. Mm-hmm. So you try to be creative with where the outlet goes, whether or not it's higher, whether or not. Um, it's it's all in the planning. Everything with old houses is really thinking ten steps ahead, so that way you're not screwed in the end, like having a pantry cabinet. It's so great to see it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also with some of that tech stuff too, it it becomes uh, outdated in, in five two six minutes. years. Yeah. And that's that's another thing. Like yeah. people are always talking about. You know, we we come on different shows and they want to talk trends, and I'm like. Dude, trends by definition is comes and goes. Yeah. So, like, you have to be really careful. We had talked, I think, a while ago about some of the toilets. We had a $5,000, $6,000 toilet that, yeah. like, blew hot air on your feet. <laughs> said yum yum when you took a crap. Like, <laughs> you it. Yeah. But, like, that is, like, one of those yeah. things where you have to now maintain it. And what plumber is going to be able to look at that? You're going to be a computer programmer yeah, too. It's yeah. like you need an engine you need Rodney coming in there, right. going uh-huh. in there and trying to figure it out. And that's not people need to be a little more intelligent with those decisions. It's such it's such a gift because you know Preston anytime you do anything like in your you can have uh, five hundred workers come in and do what you want. It's the the vision of where you want it to be. Right. And so like in, in, in your show, show and shows, um that, that whole process in the beginning where you sort of have a cat, I guess, like yeah. a a rendering of what what it's going to be. That that's oh, I didn't see that. It's all planning. Yeah. Nowadays, you can actually do scans from your phone. There's an app, uh, Canva. Yeah, it's yeah. basically or Canvas, Canvas I should yeah. say. And oh. what it does is you like you're like taking a video and and then you push a button. It sends it to some satellite somewhere, yeah. and then you get a, a a true SketchUp file back exactly mm. to scale to everything. And you can delete things. You can add things. It's like 30 bucks. It's perfect. And then you can start to plan how your room is going to look. Because that's, out of everybody who's listening out there right now, if you're considering a restoration or a renovation, it's like, what is it going to look like? Why not go through that yeah. to have that? It's it's ingenious. It's so- like I can't, I don't have the visualization. When somebody describes, yeah. I want to do this, that, and that, and that in this room, I'm like, I well, you're don't not inside my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't You don't wear it. flannel. No. Uh, <laughs> you don't listen to Indigo Girls. Went to the doctor. Went to the mountain. If you're just tuning in, it's Jeff Devlin who's going to be at the Philly Home and Garden Show Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, Jeff's companies are Sycamore and Stone Farm and also Schoolhouse Woodworking. Are these, are these going to be in one area at the so, home yeah, show? So, yeah, Sycamore and Stone Farm is what we decided to do. We, bu- we recently purchased a five-acre stone farm in Chester Springs, PA, where we have a stone barn where we have our retail store. We do DIY classes. We do everything that is home decor, our handmade items. Schoolhouse Woodworking is a part of that because we still make custom stuff. We did you just still get classes. We we are. We did just get highlighted on Magnolia for an episode called "In with the Old." My fiance and I bought an ah. old this old property and we restored the house. So if if you like Stonehouse Revival, I'll check it out. Absolutely. Really like this because it's. I'm not dealing with homeowners. It's real decisions that I have to make. It's I I literally spent everything I owned and made that kitchen right up there. Wow. Made all the cabinetry. We're looking at it. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. All of that. I love in that there. look. So we're yeah. redoing our kitchen now. Uh, I know we, a guy who can build you cabinets. Oh well, cool. I, I, I might get his name. Jeff Devlin. <laughs> it just. <laughs> yeah, it might be. 
I'll tell you what. Um, uh, so w- w- a lot of the comedians take ownership now of their shows. They'll do it on YouTube. They'll produce it themselves. What about this for you, or is you already I have too much about, on your plate? Well, I thought about that, and it's you know, and this is the struggle. I think that that social media puts, at least for someone like myself, is that I don't have a lot of people helping me. So yeah. there's me, my fiance. Um, I have uh, an assistant, Ethan, who helps me out. I don't have a team of people. So for me, that it's just almost scary to say, let's do that. If I found somebody who said, yes, we could help you with this, this, and this, but we have the store. We want people to come to the store. We want them to experience handmade goods. Look, I love Amazon. It's great. Yeah. But truth be told is that local businesses push local communities. So therefore, if we can be a, a staple in the community, do good in the community, give high-quality services to those people, then we grow our community. Jeff, this is a question out of ignorance, but I'm looking at one of the posts on uh, Sigmore and Stone Farm, and it's a beautiful room with these gorgeous stone walls behind it. Uh, But the one thing that sort of strikes me is that there are literally no windows in that photo, right? Yeah. So if you have an old home or an old barn that you're converting, how difficult is it to insert a window Mm. where there wasn't one before? It's... it's it's a pain in the ass, yeah. and, I, and and the only re- and it's not impossible. It's just and this is where we go back to the planning aspect of things. Now that's one portion of the house, or uh, that's one portion of this barn. That's the classroom side of things. And the truth is, we are located right on the road, so I don't feel the need to put in a window there. When you walk in, it's all windows. Yeah. So I designed the spaces around what was already there. Instead of trying to fight the house, and we do this all the time where we need to put a pantry here, we need to put a kitchen here, we need to put a bathroom there. Instead of fighting it, figure out ways that you can actually work with it. Maybe it's, you know, like yourselves who are up at the crack of dawn. Maybe it's a room or a bedroom that isn't, doesn't have a window in it right. that has that kind of comfort. Whereas spaces like the kitchen and stuff like that, you want that 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 natural light to be able to do, to put it in. Uh, real quick, I'm sorry. I'd scanned over to the text messages and I saw maybe Jeez. a couple of solutions, to Casey, to your, uh, your pantry Joke problem. Solutions are real. Well, here's a real one. What about a curtain? Oh, Jesus. No. Curtain. No. Okay. No. All right. How about this? Somebody says... Can you send an electric <laughs> signal to them to shock them? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Casey, hang a ceiling fan in front of the pantry. That way you won't need a door. <laughs> Did Casey tell you a story? Come on. Oh, I, heard, yeah, I was yeah, listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The problem is you, you put the blades on last, right? So you didn't, I had no, didn't realize. Hey, look. Because I, I was going in and out of the door. Well, you just, Casey, uh, open the door as the blade passes. So you, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, that it's game like double Dutch, it. you know, when you jump in. Yeah. Hey, listen, you, you learn as you go when you try and these things, right? You know yeah. what? That's the fun of this. If you can, yeah. if you can. Get out there and start doing stuff. Yes, it is extremely frustrating when you're putting something in, especially, you know, in the directions when you, you're putting a piece of Ikea furniture together, which you should never do, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're near the end of it and you're like, crap, why do I have seven extra screws? Right. And you're like, what in the hell? But I, I don't know. Like, it's a part of that process. Know that it's not just you as a DIYer. Know that it's contractors. Know that it's people who yeah. who build high rises and st- it's yeah. everyone. And those things happen, and they happen regularly. Mistake. It's how you handle those mistakes as a homeowner that really, you know, look, go grab a couple of beers, laugh at it, talk about it on the radio, and yeah. call it an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Are your classes BYOB? <laughs> so it's no, funny. I'm being serious no, they are. I'm... So we have we have a supply of from a local uh, winery who 
I'll tell you, uh, La Garage Winery, who is right down the street, and I don't know if Bill's going to get upset with me saying all these <laughs> no, things. No, we didn't say. I also wanted to bring soup into here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill would not like that. Nah. JJ, a uh, guy who is uh, from a nursery right near near our uh, near our new store, he was an intern here for three years. You guys called him Big Daddy or something like that? Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. Big Daddy? Yeah. Tom? Yeah. Wait. Tom? No, that's JJ. boring Tom. A oh, boring Tom. JJ. No, JJ's an attractive man, right? Like really hot? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't keep your hands uh, up. I am wearing a flannel and listening to Indigo <laughs> yeah. Girls, so I really can't comment on that. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Um, so what? So, so he- I do have some wine there from that we store there and we offer Gavin. it to them. I say if you have a special taste, then then do it. Come out. Like, well, there's no, some because, great classes. Uh, totally. This is 100%. How do I build a stick? No, no. Because some of the classes I can actually do. His yeah. DIY and my DIY. Well, no, no, no. The prob- classes that we have yeah. are primarily for non-woodworking stuff right, right now. Complete novices. And they are, yeah, it's, none of this is like charcuterie, which I thought was kind of like, we do a charcuterie, you're putting meat on a plate. Yeah. Right. But yet, everybody has a great time. There's mm-hmm. string art, there's watercolors, there's cyanotype, there's all candle making, there's all sorts nice. of different stuff that people okay. can come and enjoy and spend some time. And it could be younger, older, what have you. And my goal in life, Kathy, yeah. is to get... I, no. I, I just, <laughs> I need to do it. I need to, I need to be a fall activity someday. Everybody can wear flannels. <laughs> if I could be a fall activity, be in the ABC parade, <laughs> and then also yeah. my birthday be announced... On Preston and Steve, <laughs> I will have lived a long do life. All that. One of those right we can do all that. When's your birthday? Yeah, when is your birthday? May nineteenth. Put all it right. in. Put it in. I would like to schedule my colonoscopy tomorrow, right next. <laughs> we got it. Absolutely, you guys. You and can, me, buddy. They can put you on the sweetheart table. Hey, it's a Friday this year. Your birthday. Ooh. Yeah, right. Ooh. When, when did he say it was? I'm May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. Oh, okay. Put it on the calendar. All right. Oh, yeah. no. I love it. So, yeah. and, and at the uh, the uh, Expo Center in Oaks, correct? The Expo Center in Which Oaks. Which is a great place to have it. It's it's huge. Tons of parking. Plenty of parking. And that's what yeah. I think, you know, down the city, it was a little tougher. It's, you know, for us country bumpkins like myself, yeah. I like the tons of parking. They have everything there. A load of room. And also what what I love about just in general, again, the, these shows are great. I know you might be dragged kicking and screaming. You will find something there that yeah. you will dig. I swear to God, they are a blast. Come say come say hi to me. We'll have like a, uh, I have my old, my wood workbench set up in there. So ah. if you have questions, I'll do some hand planing and stuff like that. We, we um, just might head over, yeah. Intern Big Daddy just texted in. He says, hey, it's JJ. Intern Big Daddy, that's my man, Jeff. Sycamore and Stone is amazing. Get anyone <laughs> to visit, please. Nice. Yeah, nice. I just wanted to give a plug. Yeah, I'd like to have my kids continue their college education, <laughs> right. so I'd appreciate yes. it if you guys <laughs> or at least wear clothing. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the deal. Um, I have something going on there. Uh, me and Chris and Herman down the hall, we designed a shed, uh, uh, you know, and uh, we're competing against a couple of other radio people in the building. I'm not going to say their names. But uh, is it Shed Zeppelin? Is uh, that what you're talking? Our about? shed is seventies themed. It's called Shed Zeppelin, yeah. and so if you want, you can you can only see the shed and vote for the shed there at the Philly Home and Garden Show. And if you buy tickets online now and you use the promo code Casey, you get fifty percent off your ticket. Uh-huh. Or so, you could use the promo code Jeff Devlin and get fifty percent off. Wow, <laughs> Casey's easier to spell. Uh, Jeff Devlin is a is a big is name. A yeah, Casey's flannel just, wearing yeah, yeah, a few syllables. Manly, uh, you get an entire roll of flannel. Well, hang on. If you use the codes Casey and then Jeff Devlin, do you get 100% off? 
I have free tickets in the car. They actually in the parking lot. They hand you cash. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm scalping tickets in the parking lot. <laughs> they paid me to go. You know what? Jeff Devlin. Just Jeff, use the code yeah, Jeff, Jeff Devlin. Devlin. No, use Casey. Uh, Jeff Devlin oh, spelled C A S E Y. His pantry issues. Please help the man out. I have well, pictures. Now on that show Jeff here. gave you a winning a way yeah. to correct your your pantry problem. You have pictures? I do have a picture. Did your wife just yeah. send them to you? She did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll discuss after. Because uh, people are intrigued by it on the uh, on the text messages. Well, so one of the ideas is that you can have a b- barn door style look, yeah. but it still bifolds? Correct. Yes. All right. So I think I might end up doing that. There's a solution for, I mean, you could yeah. also do it where it, it uh, dip, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't know what the inside of your pantry looks like, it's, but there's yeah. all sorts of solutions. Again, a little bit of this, I hate talking about it, is cost. Is like, what do you want to spend to remedy and make your wife happy with right. the pantry stuff? But also, this is where it kind of gets a little confusing. Is like, do you need an actual pantry there or is it better to do an actual cabinet that would have the drawers that would pull out to accents the depth of all of them. No, I have a solution, Case. So you need a pantry. In okay. your kitchen, you have a bust of William Shakespeare. Okay, I like Oh, You pull oh, the head back, you push the button. Dude. Door opens <laughs> up, two poles, oh. you slide down to the I pantry. Love it. I love want it. a hidden room so well, terribly bad. Murphy, do, like they, uh, there's hardware that you can just basically put like a bookcase on the wall. Yeah. And then you just... Open it right up, and then you could access your uh, pantry. But you could, on the outside, have certain food with a, maybe a... <laughs> I hope they could see this when I do this. <laughs> uh, just like a shelf with a bracket on the front so it doesn't fall off. So certain things that you might be able to get your way and compromise with your wife where you can have some things that are a little prettier. And then when you open the door, it's like the meat and potatoes of the pantry. <laughs> the mess. Dude, you yeah. mentioned a uh, uh, like a, a, a bookcase uh, door or something. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever done like secret yes. rooms, secret yes. passages? Yes. And stuff like that? A good friend of mine, I did his pot room. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> all his pots and the pans are? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. I don't know how. I mean. Do you do dungeons? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Flannel does not wear no. well in dungeon. It's like no, the moisture no. just eats. <laughs> no, uh, no, I haven't done a dungeon. Done dungeon. I've been in a dungeon before, okay. but I, yeah. I have yet. So I mean, root cellars. He did it's that. Like sex a dungeon. How about Stone Dungeon Revival? <laughs> Stone yeah, Dungeon Revival. There's a, there is a show on Netflix right now. I think it's called How to Build a Sex Room. <clears throat> And yes, it's, uh, it's something else, man. It's and you know they bring in like legit contractors and then they design it for. I, <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd be perfect. perfect for all that. I need is a mat, and I'm good. All right, just yeah, a mat, it. no yeah. fancy, and a crying towel. Yes, <laughs> yeah, something to wipe off with. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> this is a really weird turn. <laughs> Jeff is at the Philly Home and Garden Show. It is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You'll be there all three days. I will be there all three days at our booth. And Saturday, I have a demo at four thirty. Four thirty on the main stage, and one o'clock on Sunday. And that will be building a table, uh, a smaller kind of hall table for. Okay. Little, you have the, you said you have the local people, and you have if you know you can get things directly from manufacturers at a big savings. They're oh, huge. Yeah, so that's just to keep that in mind. So look for Sycamore and Stone Farm. That is uh, Jeff's uh, company and the booth. So uh, it's at the Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. It's all weekend long. You can get tickets at phillyhomeandgarden.com, by the way. But it is great to see you, sir. Always a pleasure. Have a wonderful yeah, weekend. All right, let's hear it for Jeff Devlin. Yeah! Oh, we have music for him. Hang on. I had a hammer. There you go. I had a hammer in the morning. We were thinking about Indigo I Girls, but... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, listen to the Indigo Girls. I'd have a 
dungeon. All right. I fix Casey's pantry. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us, please. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. And MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. All this week, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning with Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheet. And an additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. Via phillies.com slash Springsteen. Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let us do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Burns Honda, celebrating its 50th anniversary. And they're giving away a car and other monthly prizes. Entered to win, excuse me, by taking test drive and filling out an entry form. And you can visit Burns Honda to do that. All right. Best part of this story is at the end. All right. California man whose 3.97 inch long tongue Earned him a Guinness World Record, said that he has found an unusual way to put his unique muscle to work, and that is by painting. Nick Stoberl, uh, who was awarded the world record for longest tongue male when it was officially measured. 3.9 inches, you said? It doesn't sound like that much, but yeah. it's huge. Uh, when and, and I've heard these, these smaller numbers before. When it's sticking out of their mouth, it yeah. looks gigantic. So anyhow, uh, it when it was officially measured nine, 3.97 inches from the tip of the teeth in 2007, 2012, showed off his unusual painting skills during an appearance. And Stoberl uh, showed recently how he wraps his tongue in plastic wrap before dipping it in paint and using it to draw on canvas. And here's my favorite part. The record breaker said he has been given the nickname Licasso. <laughs> For his, as in Picasso, yes, but Licasso is Lick, a whole other thing. Licasso, yeah, for his unusual painting method. Wow, uh, he said his paintings have sold of upwards of uh, twelve hundred dollars before. I might so. have gone with like Lick Vinci, yeah, but he went with Lick or Lick Dolly, mm. Mike. No, I was saying Michelangelo. There's a lick in Michael there somewhere. Lick- Michelangelo? Michelangelo? I don't know. Michelangelo. Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho. A meteor around the size of a Welsh corgi and weighing around the total weight of four baby elephants struck the earth near McAllen, Texas on last Wednesday. Uh, the meteor impact took place around 6 p.m. last Wednesday. Some eyewitnesses spotting a possible meteor impact in the sky at the time. This was later confirmed by the National Weather Service, which said that uh, geostationary lightning mapper spotted the flash of a meteor just half an hour earlier. At the time, it wasn't clear what made the flash, especially since there weren't any thunderstorms in that area that could have produced the flash. Was it, in fact, a corgi? Uh, it was not a corgi. Oh. It was a meteor. Because I, I know sometimes space corgis pass by. And you've got to watch yeah. out. They look adorable. They're, you want to pet them? To beware. But they're deadly. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, a Virginia man, speaking of dogs, was reportedly in on home security footage tossing poisoned chunks of meat to his neighbor's dogs over their loud barking. Come on. Uh, so uh, this is according to the person who lives there. I guess it says, uh, yeah, she says, my dogs bark. This is Heather Dinsmore. That's who this is. My dogs bark. They're dogs, but we don't leave them outside and we don't leave them unattended. Half the time we're not home because we're up in New Jersey. Big dogs running, big dogs out. Heather, the owner of the three rescue dogs, said that the uh, that uh, she was away from home while visiting family in New Jersey earlier this month when she checked her security camera and saw the next-door neighbor in her driveway. She said he had a plastic bag oh. in his hand, started breaking something apart in the bag, and then throwing the stuff into the yard. We were all shocked. Wow. None of the dogs ingested any of the meat. Officers with the Animal Welfare League of Alexandria responded to the home. The person seen allegedly trying to poison the dogs was identified and fled the scene. The unidentified suspect who allegedly tossed the meat turned himself into authorities on Monday in connection with the misdemeanor charges. The neighbor also reportedly left a note of apology in their mailbox. Yeah, that'll work. Saying he was, quote, Bothered by loud barking for a long time, as well as adding, I was wrong, mean, and stupid to resort to tossing tainted meat into your yard. So is it just tainted or was it poisoned? I don't know. All right. They said they qualified it as tainted, but in the story it says poisoned. So maybe, I don't know, talk to your neighbors before you go and try and kill their animals? that's, That's folly to go talk to people. A man in Florida confessed to murdering his roommate because the roommate threw the suspect's plate full of food on the ground. Brian Marquez have to kill you now. was arrested, and police said that they were called to a house after someone said they saw blood in the backyard in what appeared to be a shallow grave. That was a Salisbury steak and tater tots. You understand I'm going to have to kill you now. <laughs> when officers arrived on scene, they found a body somewhat buried in an 18-inch deep hole, and a foot was partially exposed. Now, you weren't even trying then. Uh, blood, rocks, gloves, plywood, shovels, and a blanket were collected by investigators from the yard. An autopsy of the body confirmed the person buried was a Hispanic man between the ages of 35 and 45. He had significant facial injuries, broken ribs, and a broken nose. You brutalized and murdered someone for a plate of food. Marquez was interviewed by police and immediately taken into custody due to separate outstanding warrants for his arrest. Once he was at the police station, he was questioned about the body and whether or not he had anything to do with the murder. Police said uh, Marquez confessed to the crime, saying he killed his roommate he only knew as uh, Guanajuato. Uh, in his arrest report, Marquez said that the victim threw his plate full of food on the ground and he disrespected him. He didn't do anything immediately, he allegedly said, but after having some drinks, he decided to approach Guanajuato. Yeah, alcohol fixes everything. Marquez said that he started punching him in the ribs, face, and nose, which knocked him to the ground. Uh, he was on the ground. Marquez said, Marquez said he grabbed dirt and gravel and then shoved it in his mouth. Jesus. When the suspect yelled at the victim to stand up, the victim didn't move. Marquez said that's when he realized he was dead. Instead of calling police, he allegedly dragged the body across the yard, dug a shallow grave, buried the victim, and then went to sleep. How messed up is that? I find it hard to go to sleep after brutally murdering someone. Wow. All right. Uh, something a little lighter. Yes. Heinz, the company is looking for people to help them find a treasure, but it's not gold. After they learned that a man survived nearly a month at sea with nothing but ketchup and seasonings, the company said it wants to find him uh, uh, find him to help him buy a new boat. But so far, they can't find the guy. Wow. So, so was he identified in, in the news story about yeah. him? Yep, yep. Should uh, be that hard. In a virtual message in a bottle, the company put out a request for assistance on Instagram last week. The company said, whoever finds this message, we need you... 
Uh, we need your help tracking down an amazing man with an amazing story. You may remember Elvis Francois as the brave sailor who survived on nothing but ketchup and spices while adrift at sea for 24 days. Well, Heinz wants to celebrate his safe return home and buy him a new boat, but we can't find him. Francois, who was working on his boat in St. Martin in December, was accidentally drifting out to sea when the weather changed. And uh, said he had lost his ability to navigate. He wrote help on the back of his boat, and he was eventually rescued tw- after 24 days with nothing but a bottle of ketchup, garlic powder, and some soup. A few days ago, the company said that its search had reached an impasse. And so far, they say that they've reached out to uh, the government of Dominica, where Francois lives, as well as the Colombian Navy, to try and find out where he may be. And now they can, uh, and how they can get in touch with him, and they can't find him anywhere. So. That's insane. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's one of these guys that completely lives off the grid. Or maybe he's just really a mustard fan. He, he may yeah. secretly be a mustard fan, and he did what he had to do because he was going to die. <laughs> I got to go off the grid. Yeah. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll see if you've been paying attention this morning. The lesson question is on the way, as well as trash and music news, so hang out. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Think UVA is just in Charlottesville? Think again. We expanded our reach so you could expand yours. Introducing the University of Virginia, Northern Virginia. This is professional learning with UVA excellence, and it's closer than you think. Visit northern.virginia.edu to learn more. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Weezer. And it was good. It was good. Say it ain't so. How did that happen? I don't know how that happened. All right, so apparently we're doing the lesson question. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can hear the music playing in the background. You know what? So, what? If, if you could be surprised by the show that you're running, that's yeah. a plus. That's a plus. Yeah. Everybody wins. So, we're going to ask a lesson question, and we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show. We're just talking to Jeff Devlin. Had a wonderful conversation with him. He and his company will be there. The question that we pose to you is this. Which rock star ended up on the Jenner Sphere? <laughs> We found out that this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Which rock star ended up on the Jenner Sphere? If you heard that earlier, you know the answer. You need to call now because we got the prize here for you. 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we get today. Steve, what's going on? Well, this is pretty interesting. A man named Jamoin Ziegler was arrested Friday after violating a restraining order against him from Kim Kardashian. Ziegler says he knew he was breaking the law, but it was imperative they get Kim to kiss his nutsack. Wow. Hey! Wow. I don't know if that'll go over in a court of law, but... Camilla Cabello, 25, and the CEO of dating app Locks Club, Austin Kvetch, have split after less than a year of dating. Cabello says that she and Kvetch eventually began to disagree on things like him wanting to stay alive. <laughs> and finally, Mark Wahlberg finally selling his sprawling Beverly Hills compound for $55 million after initially asking $90 million for it. 
Wahlberg says it was difficult selling the place because it has an unobstructed view of Oprah Winfrey's enema room. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trap. When he was here last, I had, uh, he was, uh, in Golf Magazine, yes. uh, and there was a picture of his house, and I told him off air, I'm like, I want your house. And he, and he and right then he goes, well, I'm getting ready to put it up for sale. Yeah. So 90 was the original asking price. It has a whole... Uh, Dude, it's... Like how many holes? Golf course? even imagine how obnoxiously huge the whole thing is. Well, he had like, he's like a, got a four-hole golf course in the backyard. He's got a skate park. He's got, you know, basketball courts and all that stuff. But the house itself is just imagine insane being in a position where you go, eh, we'll we'll peel off forty million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's it, we're looking at a picture. It's of gorgeous. Right now. Look at this. Yeah, I Norm- mean that's yeah. You know that's a that's a museum. Yeah, is what it looks like. It doesn't look like a it's house. It's a museum we wouldn't be allowed into. Like wow. that's crazy. Around here, when you see like on Zillow a price change, it's like maybe ten thousand dollars. Very right. rarely forty million. Forty Very million. Rarely. All right, uh, but how about tickets to the Home Garden Show? We Ooh, that's that. worth forty million right there. All right, we're going to the phone see if we can get an answer. To this uh, which rock star ended up on the Jenner Sphere, and we will go to Ed to see if we can get an answer. Hi, Ed. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank Woo. you so much, Ed. All right, do me a favor. Tell me what rock star ended up on the Jenner Sphere. That'd be Paul McCartney. Paul yeah. McCartney. Yeah. You got it, Ed. Hang on. And yes, you indeed get a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show. It is taking place this weekend at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Three days only to shop, compare, and save with local trusted experts. You can buy tickets early and save at phillyhomeandgarden.com. All right, music news. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, uh, let's see. Where do we begin? i got a handful of stories here to pass along to you. How about this? Gavin Rossdale is being sued by Bush's original drummer, Robin Goodrich. Uh, The former band member claims he was kicked out of the group abruptly and without cause. Uh, It's reported that Goodrich agreed to join Rossdale for Bush's 25th anniversary tour in 2019, but was booted from the band before its first stop even happened. Isn't Rossdale claiming that the drummer sold some of his olive loaf? No, oh, that would it, no. yes. Was you it a pickle loaf? It was pickle loaf. It was pickle loaf. <laughs> uh, according to the drummer's lawsuit, Rossdale refused to pay him for any of the tour profits and violated Bush's trademark agreement. <clears throat> in addition to damages, Goodridge is seeking a permanent injunction uh, in joining Rossdale and Bush Incorporated from using the trademark Bush. The, the band's original lineup, Rossdale, Goodridge, guitarist Nigel Pulsford, and bassist Dave Parsons, Parted ways in 2001, but according to the court filing, each founding member maintains 25% of the registered trademark Bush. So so the the band Bush now is is comprised of none of the original members except for I, I don't know. It just said the original lineup is, and so uh, this guy yeah, was part of that original lineup. That's correct, Steve. There's a guy named Chris Trainer. He's been in the band for a long time. He's been in this room up here, did an interview with a... Gavin Rossdale and Pierre and Gavin and Chris have become friendly huh. over the years. So Chris has been with the band Bush for a long time. Right. Um, but this, it's one of those bands where I, you just think of one guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. Johnny Resnick of the Double Goose. The Double Goose? Yeah. Good Dust. Oh, Goo Goo Dolls? Goo Yeah. The Gobble Goals? Yeah, the Gobble Goals are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flea is launching a new podcast. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist is going to discuss music with guests like Rick Rubin, Cynthia uh, Arrivo, and Patti Smith on the 15-part series entitled This Little Light. 
Uh, Flea told Rolling Stone in a statement, I wanted to do this little light to benefit my music school, the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music, and the idea behind it being music education, falling in love with music, and embarking on a musical journey for your life. Wasn't his first instrument a trumpet? Yeah, in school, yeah, you know, like uh, in junior high and stuff like that. He played uh, in the jazz band and everything. Uh, everybody's path is so different, and it's fascinating to learn how every musician came to music and developed their study of it over time. Uh, that podcast will be coming out on March 30th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's excited. You know, Flea lived in Australia for a little while. No. Yeah, when he was a kid. I, I was just looking up that trumpet thing for Steve, and uh, he lived in Australia for three years. He was years. a prodigy of uh, Steve Irwin. Yes. Yeah. Of Steve Irwin? Yeah. No. <laughs> I couldn't find that part. Just Australia, Steve yeah, Irwin. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. You got, oh, Yahoo Series. Whatever the, 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 yeah. yeah, the man from Snowy River. Uh, David Draymond says that uh, Disturbed chose to do a headlining tour so that they can bring out all their toys. Uh, when asked recently why the band chose not to play festivals this summer like they normally do, he said, uh, we love both. But truth be told is that when you finally decide to headline, you can bring out all of your toys and you don't have to share it with anybody. He said when you're in a festival environment, you have a whole bunch of really high caliber bands who are performing at the top of the game. And they're trying to bring as much as they can all collectively fit on that deck. And it gets challenging. So when you're doing your thing and that's the primary focus, it really opens up the possibility. Do you think it ever happens where, and maybe Bill Weston's in the room, where, where like during the barbecue where artists will sh- share a drum kit or whatever? You know, or do you think everyone's very, you know what I'm saying, Bill? Like like if you have multiple artists on a, on a, on a bill... Do they ever share? If uh, ever, to your best of your knowledge, ever share instruments or like drum kit or something? Hello. Yeah. Yes. Um. Frequently, depending on the production. Really. Yes. I would think a lot no of times way. you have the same backline, right? And um, it's not like high-profile artists, like right? It's because they're very particular, particular. About their sound and their their uh, amplifier, their head unit creates a different type of sound. But for, like, lower-level shows... Like, up-and-comers, up, up right? Like, or like yeah. so, so, yeah, that just, to okay. me, it would be like, well, why don't you just use their kit, right? right? Mm-hmm. All right, so there we go. I was right. It's an interesting uh, thing that you bring up, Steve. I saw, I was uh, just watching videos on YouTube, and I saw, like, an old uh, Letterman uh, band playing on Letterman. I started watching it, and then it led to another video, which was, it was a compilation of Dave Letterman asking the drummers if they were using their own drums. Ah. So as he would come out after they would perform their second song, he'd come out and say, hey, you guys are great. You know, he just walk over in the crowds yeah. applauding everything. Uh. And it's him over and over going, are those your drums or those yeah. rentals? I've seen that. Have you seen that? <laughs> and I mean, yeah. it's like it's 20 of them. Yeah. It's like it's more than that. Why oh, was he beautiful. fascinated? Are those your drums or those rentals? Oh, those are beautiful. He just likes drums yeah. a wow. lot. And wow. he just he, he asks every single drummer <laughs> about their drum kit. And as Who's drummer, his drummer? Who's his band drummer? Oh, Anton Fake. Anton Fake. Yeah, Excellent. he's great. Yeah. Uh, but as a drummer, I... Love that because <laughs> they're beautiful instruments. So, but yeah, that's and, funny. And mo- almost every time they were like, "Yeah, these are mine." And you'd be like, "Oh, those are beautiful. Those are wonderful." So, uh, anyhow, Disturbed kicks off the uh, "Take Back Your Life" tour on April twenty fourth. By the way, uh, one last story: Aerosmith's Joe Perry is taking his solo project on the road. Uh, not going to be coming. He's to not doing TED talks. No. Not that I know of. <laughs> Man, he is a horrible interview. <laughs> I've interviewed him at least three times in my radio career, and every time he just. Space is always fascinating. space. He just doesn't have anything to he say. He has nothing uh-huh. to say. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, somebody has to say. Who's back? Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Have, right, you, have you heard the... I, he was here once. He brought his bus. He was promoting yeah. a hot sauce, right? And he came to the studio, <laughs> and Pierre interviewed him. It was it was a horrible interview. Was it interview. bad? Yeah. 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 He just has nothing to say. Uh, There's no energy. And none. And Pierre had, stand him. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre had him, had him do some IDs. They're still in the system. Like, oh. <laughs> Everybody's just caring. You're listening to Pierre O'Bear. Everything that wrong. Oh we got to get those. Oh, yeah. Casey's, yeah. Casey's pulling them up right oh, now. Yeah. yeah, it's just not. And it's funny because Steven Tyler's a great interview. Like, yeah. that guy can talk nonstop and he's yeah. got a lot to say. Joe, not so much. Yeah. yeah. You look at him, he's buff, he looks good, he's an awesome guitar player, and he's just, this guy's going to be crazy. He's about like, like a litten stick of dynamite, and then he. Here, play a little bit. Case. Hang on. Part of his brain never developed. <laughs> yeah. The interview hey, this part. Is Joe Perry from the Joe Perry Project. Hey, I am the Joe Perry Project. <laughs> and you're listening to Matt Cord on 93.3 WMMR. MMR Rocks. Yeah, Believe that's me. him being yeah. really energetic. Yeah, that's, that's, him, that's him bouncing off the walls. <laughs> hey, this is coffee. Joe Perry, and I'm here with the Joe Perry Project. And you're listening to 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wow, he put a little effort on that. Everything. Yeah. Now go back to sleep. Right. <laughs> he almost sounds like the pudding guy a little bit. I love working with... Wait, no. Which one are you? Saying? I love working. I love working with Steven Tyler. <laughs> it's like surfing on tapioca. <laughs> Hey, can you give us an ID, pudding guy? Surfing on tap. Absolutely. Hey, uh, so the pudding guy, you're listening to Jackie <laughs> Bapa. He, he's going to play some Burl Eyes for you. <laughs> you know Jackie. Dude, Jackie would, would play that. Exactly. Jackie would that. air that. Yeah. I get it. For Philadelphia's Gino Fidelli. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an excuse for him to play silver and gold yeah. from uh, yes. Burl Ives. Enough is enough. He's mm. putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Various pudding. This is sort of this uh, pudding sampler. Yeah. <laughs> the most disgusting. Who's, who's the most disgusting of them? Is it uh, which of the I voices? Think Kathy you is as the meter. There's pudding guy. There's uh, there's a uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh my God! There's Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's the grossest. I'm gonna eat some ribs and then fart in your face. <laughs> Pretty foul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's so many to choose from. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Joe Perry Project is going to be playing a handful of gigs in North America this April. Uh, the closest he'll be is uh, Boston on April 16th and New York on April 18th. Uh, in New York, he's playing Webster Hall. He's great what he does. Oh, yeah, he's a great and was he, he was he, he was in the, the band uh, with uh, Johnny Jeffs? The, the Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood Vampires, Hollywood vampires yeah. not yeah. the Vultures. The, them Crooked Vultures is them a totally vampires different are, thing. Yeah, people <laughs> think of Vultures. He used to do a band, Them Crooked Vampires. Vultures. <laughs> All right, that's it. That is uh, all in music news. So, therefore, we can take one final break and come back in a second and get your letter of the day for your very short word of the week. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A Thursday morning coming to a close for the radio program for us today, but uh, it will behoove you to stick around for a while, not only for the wildly entertaining Pierre Robert experience, but also the fact that we have another chance for you to win uh, some tickets to see Bruce Springsteen this summer. We gave away a pair of tickets earlier this morning. We'd love to give away a pair to you, but you're going to need those songs in order to do it. What do you think those, as we get closer to show, the show dates will be 
scalped for and sold for. I don't know. I mean, one of them is a Friday night, too, you know, oh, in, in the summer at the ballpark. It's going to be awesome. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I would like to thank our very good friend, Mr. Jeff Devlin. Yeah, he's great. Jeff's awesome. I, I love sitting down and chat with him. He's, he's got such a great, fun energy about him. He picked up like uh, nine contracting jobs just from us today. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, nice to have him on, and he will be at the Philadelphia Home and Garden Show uh, Friday through Sunday, so tomorrow through Sunday. And you can go to phillyhomegardenshow.com. No, I'm sorry, phillyhomeandgarden.com and use the promo code Casey yeah. and you save 50%. That's right. That's excellent. Pretty awesome. So, uh, Pierre's here. How do? How do? Nice uh, Jeff you. wants me to come help him build some farms. Yeah. 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 Build yeah. a farm. I bet you'd be good. Yeah. You know I your way around. Fetch the coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plant some crops. Coffee I, boy. I could be coffee boy. Yeah. Um, I could drive him to the to, to the job <laughs> site. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What like do they a, call the job site? Yeah, the you <laughs> know, the set. Right. Drive and, him to the set. Uh, you drive him to the set. You I want it on a, set, Mr. Robert. Uh, I'll be the his showrunner. Yeah. Okay. What is a showrunner? Anyway? Uh, the, he, the, produ- the, 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 the mastermind Director. behind. Like Chuck Lorre is the showrunner for the shows that he does. He's the one. That's that... a relatively new term in show business. Executive producer and producer. So the executive producer scrapes up the money. The producer is the, um, you know, the, the actual overall concept of the, the thing, but yeah. they, they have morphed a little bit. Showrunner is the one who who comes up with the idea, and a lot of times they're now all combined within the same person, mm. you know? Mm. All right, so I'm Jeff's showrunner, and then I'll help him. Uh, I'll say, no, a little to the right. And then they'll say, we're, we're not filming. Right. <laughs> and then that'll be that. <laughs> it almost sounded like you were saying a name. I'm Jeff's showrunner. I'm Jeff Showrunner. Sounded like that's your That'd be name. Great. Uh, yeah, that's a hell of a radio name. Jeff Showrunner. My name is Voiceover Jeff. Artist. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Vo for short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Vo. You want to get us the letter of the day? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter I, as in illegal. All right, and we have two letters so far, making up a three-letter word, and we're giving away an LG 65-inch UQ75 Series LED 4K UHD Smart TV. Hike! Hike! And a Lego Mandalorian helmet and a Mandalorian Season 3 poster, uh, The Mandalorian Season 3, streaming March 1st, only on Disney+. Plus. We'll give that away tomorrow. Uh, hold on. Text message. I don't understand this. It says, gonna need an explanation of what Kathy did for Casey to yell at her during the commercial. Did I miss something? Are you yelling at Kathy no. during a commercial? No, actually, we've been getting along great today. Yeah, it's weird. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> did, they, did they play a video, uh, from, um, oh. so we go to commercial, sometimes they'll play a video from a little show. I'll bet that's what that's I was. Probably what it was. And I don't, I don't know what those clips that are. That was the, the, the night no, after no, they yeah. slept together. Nah. And that must have been... <laughs> How dare you sleep with my wife? (laughs) You mad at Casey or Kathy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm flexible. (laughs) All you know is somebody's getting their ass kicked. I'm going to fight somebody when I build a farm. And kiss you a pretty girl. (laughs) Press me me a kitty girl. Press you a kitty girl? Yeah. Press me a kitty girl. I'm going hunting after that. All right. Mm -hmm. Got a four-wheel dock truck. 
A doctor. Because I'm also a doctor. I have my oh, medical bag in the back. Yeah, I go out to the. Uh, they call them doc trucks. Yeah, we're doc trucks. And these parts are calling an ambulance. I can help. I'm here to help. That's why I'm the Jeff Foxworthy. What am I? The Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff I'm Foxworthy. the Jeff Showrunner Show. Yeah, you might be a redneck. All we'll right. call it Doctor Truck. Yeah. Okay. Doc Truck. The Doc Truck. <laughs> Don't you love it when just sounds yeah, start yeah. coming out of his mouth? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could speak right. in Morse code. What did you just say? Jeff Showrunner. <laughs> Jeff Showrunner. Oh, you your name. So mm. that's going to be another uh, song for Christmas. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank All you. right. Uh, what is happening on today's program? I'm glad you asked. Mm. I've got um, Jerry Cantrell tickets to huh? give away. I've got that Bruce song to play at the 2 o'clock hour. I've got Aerosmith, Workforce Blocks, and Breaking Ben and Hailstorm in the Blocks. Uh, a fun day. I know what happened. Steve, you hit a sound clip during the commercial, and I heard it off air. And the, uh, some people were listening, and so the, the, you hit something. I thought I hit something. Yeah, I, and I don't know what yeah. it was, but it was Casey Elliott and whatever oh, you did. Oh, it Kathy Shut Your Hole? It must have been, and that aired during the commercial break. I'll bet that's what it was, because huh. you're the one who has that effect, right, Steve? Yes. Yes, Kathy Shut Your Hole. Yes. Uh, it's somewhere here. <laughs> so and people are saying, I heard it. Casey definitely yelled, but it was a sound clip that Steve has. Oh, my his... God. Yeah. So it must that's have been some... None of us were paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I heard it, and then I just forgot about it, and uh, and that's what it was. That's funny. Damn it. We have solved the mystery. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll go us. You guys keep going. All right. What's up on the show today, then? Did we already do that? We already did that, but I'll say it again. Oh, yeah. You have the Bruce song. Then Bruce everything. song at yep. two. Jerry Cantrell tickets. Uh, workforce blocks. And it'll be swell. Excellent. On the showrunner show. Swell. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and uh, Bruce Springsteen, the East Street Band, Citizens Bank Park, August 16th and 18th. Tickets on sale, 10 a.m. Tuesday at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Uh, tomorrow on this program, uh, we're going to have uh, Jay uh, Chander Sikar, who is uh, in our studio. Uh, and also, uh, we'll talk to Gina Gershon. Oh, she's Love great. her. Yes. Yeah. So uh, those things and more. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.